0: Not much, man, just um ready to talk about some wrestling and uh, we've, a lot of you know stuff happened the last you know week or so. Exciting times in the wrestling world and um you know, just looking around it's just uh I don't know, I feel like it's picking up.
1: Yes, definitely doing that. Um I mean, last night was Takeover. An excellent show. Um I don't know where to put this, but I'm not going to say what this means for the future because we've seen them have good takeovers since then, and they still have weird stuff all over good. the show anyway. But as far as in the ring, a spectacular, or a fantastic show, um, a show that will be in one of the best shows of the year, obviously. Uh, uh, what do you think of the show, Rich?
0: Uh, I thought it was really good. Um, the wrestlers were working with like a it seems like they wanted to send a message of like you know this TV show has no momentum or whatever but like at the end of the day we're wrestlers and you can trust us to put on a good show like when we're matched with someone you know in the ring that's hungry like we are um I thought um the main event was great in particular I liked the tag match a lot um the very end of the Gargano Kushida match, I was like, what the fuck? But I liked the match a lot overall. Um, The uh, I I wrote down, like, some scattered notes uh, about the show. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if it's because I don't watch it every week or whatever, and I'm not, like, used to her, but the NXT announcer is on my worst, like, she's completely on my nerves uh, she's just yelling and screaming at me the whole time dah, 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 dah. like just i'm like the ring announcer Damn. yes the ring announcer just 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 way too much take it down a bit miss um but i i'm sure she's being coached to uh yell like that by uh the game so um but, yeah, minor, minor complaint. Uh,
1: That's very... I've never even... I didn't even bro, know they had a... I didn't even know they had minor. a women's... I didn't even know they had a women's announcer. I had I had no idea. That is such a who-gives-a-shit thing. I never thought about that person for a second.
0: Bro, <laughs> throughout, like, the... I want to say the first three matches, and then, like, when Mercedes Martinez, like, uh, interrupted her, I was like, Mercedes Martinez is a god. Like, because, like, while she was about to do all the entrances... Uh, she jumped on. Um, I think it was EO. Eo or whatever, and I was like, "Yes!" I was like, "Thank you, Good. cut her off, please." Um, I thought Zach Gibson's promo. He he popped me. Uh, He's fucking hilarious. And, he really is. Um, Shotzi Blackheart, uh, it Blackheart. I, I was shout out to um, MJ. Does PR in the Discord. He said the team of Black Moon. Um, <laughs> Black Moon. Oh, <laughs> um, you know I with Shotzi it's weird because it fluctuates for me with her whether I think she's actively like terrible and like dangerous in the ring and like just just does a bunch, bunch of dumb shit and the other time like oh okay she's cool and I thought she had a good match last night um, I like Wes Lee uh, who the former uh, I think it was Desmond Xavier I think he's super raw um, his tag team partner seems like kind of a jag but, um, you know, at least we got one. <laughs> uh,
1: and the Grizzly Young Vets are awesome. So Yeah. Um, so, start off with the first match, the uh, women's final for the uh, Dusty Cup. Um, so, that's Rhea Gonzalez and... Not Rhea. Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai versus Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Um, they set up to do a lot of stuff this match, uh, and... A lot of it was good, but also they miss shit, and that's like the thing with with a lot of Shotzi stuff is the ambition is there, the want to is there, the toughness is there, all that stuff is there. But like she's very she's very spot 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 as opposed to you know being able to wrestle and transition and counter and all that kind of stuff. And like that part is lacking. So like when stuff gets missed, it's like you feel like they're just like all right, well never mind just go back to just go to the next section of the of the choreography at points like not to not to say that it's like uh, not to say that it's necessarily bad because everybody has you know their sections of the stuffs uh, whatever else but um it just it kind of just seems glint or it sticks out to me anyway um, but ultimately uh they had ember there they had dakota there they had dakota there and shotzi there to you know die multiple times <laughs> doing falls and splats
0: um <laughs> she didn't like run into the announce table head first like one of the dives I, that came across my timeline like, the the one maybe, that, maybe a week or two ago
1: oh yeah yeah I mean well there was one in this match where uh she does a she does a dive through the ropes onto um onto dakota
0: she got and, her hands up this time though
1: And no but the thing is like she they landed short of the table but the way Dakota fell backwards and when she fell she was literally fell with like maybe like a foot foot and a half of space before her head in the table and it was like I don't know if she had the presence of mind to move herself to make sure she didn't get splatted or if it was by the grace of God that she didn't die but luckily she's still with us and didn't hurt herself
0: um but that, yeah like improvement from the last one I saw so <laughs> Good on you, um
1: but yeah like ultimately uh the the whole match is is, is the setup that uh it' worked almost in reverse like you have the baby face on one side and then you have Goliath with this with with David and and David is a heel here in Dakota Kai. And the whole match setup where like the baby faces are isolating the weak link and like keep making sure this beast doesn't get out of the cage, if the beast got out of the cage, they'll lose. So like they're they're doing a hot tag for the setup for Raquel the Heel by beating up on the heel Dakota at times, especially early on in the match. Um, and then, like once they got Raquel in, then the match started to feel more natural, or whatever else. But that was a story, that is, like one of those things where you, just, you know you watched WWE enough, and then you see like you know there's always we the really babyface corner, up. the heel yeah. corner, or whatever else. So then you see like the babyface and babyface corner trying to keep the heel from getting out in the heel corner. It, it's like ah uh, okay, whatever. But um, but yeah, it was it was a fun match. Uh, I don't I don't like it as much as as, as other people. Like people are I see like. Three and three quarters, and I think it's like three and a half ish. Um, mm. it made my uh, my recommended match list, at, you know, whatever. But uh, but yeah, it just um, it was I very good. And at the end, Raquel was just Ra- Raquel, they just made the whole thing about Raquel killing people, so like, and she accomplished that. So, you know, that that was the point of this whole thing. Um, she wins the match, and then uh, by a huge um, chokeslam, uh, single arm power bomb on um on uh shot after em- after she had already like thrown um Ember off of the uh horizontal ramp th- onto one of those uh like l- posts that's out there. Um uh, so they win and Raquel and like uh, uh, Dakota jumps into Raquel's arms like thank you for carrying me it made me look at- it made me think of like Shaq and Kobe <laughs> oh, wow. Uh and the only thing I didn't like about the, the- about the finish in the post match was that I was halfway expecting, once they got up there, for Raquel to lift up that heavy-ass trophy with one arm and then the other arm hold the coat up again. That's the only thing that was missing. Like, they're comically pushing this woman as the strongest woman in the world, so they may as well go over the top with it, because I love it so much. Uh, But, yeah, what do you think of it?
0: Uh, Yeah, I I gave it three and three quarters. Um, I thought they did a lot of shit, but I'm a fan of doing a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the, of course, there were sloppy sections, but yeah. I'm not going to dock them too much uh, on that. I thought they wanted to send a message. They were on first, first ever women's Dusty Cup final, um, yeah. so uh, w- we kind of all saw this coming. We talked about it being a accolade for Raquel um, before she presumably gets the nod to go at EO next. Um, I don't know what happens with <laughs> Dakota, but, um, yeah, we know where this is going. I've seen this movie before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, they actually mentioned, uh, on last week's show that the winner is going to get a title shot. Um, they didn't say when, but hopefully it will be after, De- after, uh, Shayna and Naya have transitions to the belts to another tag team because I don't want to see Nia back in NXT no thank you um <laughs> no
0: <NXT laughs> like, legend <laughs> you know and then Shayna Baszler you know longest reigning you know champion
1: oh no no Shayna I welcome Shayna back with open arms Nia nah nah Nah. It's a package deal, a duo. It's
0: not teams. transition. The belts, <laughs> you know. You know, got to bring some of that my hold NXT. You know.
1: Oh my god. Um. Yeah. So uh, next match after that, North American title match: Johnny Gargano versus Kushida. Holy hell! I love this match. Oh my gosh! Like just this match is a match that while watching, I thought to myself. I was waiting for the shoe to drop, like, they did the story, they told you the story of how they got, you know, the way away from the ring, and so Johnny actually had to wrestle, um, as they're walking backstage towards the entrance, um, Loomis, the first thing Loomis ever done well or good in fucking NXT, he chloroforms. <laughs> Austin awesome Theory and drags his ass off screen and as they go and do the entrance right and then they go and do the entrance well that's Loomis' thing kidnapping people lucky he look uh, your boy Theory's lucky he's not in a trunk somewhere anyway um, as they get to the ramp Johnny sticks out to do his, hand fi- his high five hand thing with Theory he looks around where is he Indy and Candace are off to go find the carcass the dead body so um i like that touch of you know they explain why his heaters aren't there to cheat for him um so then they proceed to, to wrestle and it's just all this excellent wrestling and transitioning and and limb work on the arm and trying to work and both of them are working over the arm and johnny um johnny had one of his all-time segments last show uh from a comedy perspective um doing this thing where they had a, a fight backstage where Gargano threw the first punch, and then Kushida whooped his ass, and they had to pull people off of Kushida after he had singled out his, singled out his arm. So he shows up last week in a wheelchair with a sling on his arm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so theory it's up uh, lifting Johnny like, hold him up, like, you know, like Superman holding up Lois Lane, walking him to the stairs out the wheelchair, put him on the top, uh, top turnbuckle, going back down, getting the wheelchair, put the wheelchair over the, uh, the top rope, and then lifting Johnny, putting him back in there, and then, like, wow, they, and then commentary, like, uh, <laughs> uh, um, Oh, my God. Uh, Wade Barrett. B- Wade Barrett. I almost called him Bad News Barrett. Wade Barrett points out this was like, yes, like, you know, you know, pay, this is reference pain from the arm. And he broke his arm so it referenced to his body that like he's in a wheelchair. And, shit was, and, he, and he didn't laugh. And so, but anyway, he, he cussed this whole thing saying that, like, I broke my arm in four places. I'm in such pain. They put up an x-ray. Uh, and keep in mind, he has it on his left arm or whatever else. This thing on his, on his uh, left arm. And then, like, the x-ray, which is clearly fake, says right arm on it or whatever else. Regal comes down, says, get the fuck out of here. Like, Kushida has a match with, um, Theory. If you, if you don't want to defend your title at TakeOver, you can choose to either release your title or let, um, Theory defend it for you. He says, fine, I'll wrestle, um, Kushida here. So, he is selling the arm to an extent but overselling because he's a chicken shit heel so he uh so this match is just working over his arm left left and right left and right so and Johnny's trying to escape and Johnny's left left handed I'm gonna say left arm to Jesus so Johnny has to do all this different stuff with his right arm to strike and and to hold and everything it was was just like really cool stuff and then all of a sudden like the last third then you or last like 40% of the match then you get like the big stuff where they get out, or you know, and it built like similar to a New Japan main event. And to be honest with you, like I wasn't expecting it to build like that. And I was always at, at parts of this match, like waiting for the way to come and run in or whatever else. So that was in the back of my mind. This match, and then it reached mm-hmm. a point when they started to really go, and I was like, they're not coming. And just I just sat back and enjoyed, it, and they just went nuts. It was it was a fantastic match. Uh They this was. This was Johnny's best match since, like, the, the, the uh, Um. I want to say since the, like, the uh, Adam Cole stuff from yeah, gonna, in the summer of 2019.
0: I was going to say, this finally feels like he may have found out how to, um, or got an opportunity to do, like, a big match as a heel to where it felt like to the standard of, uh his previous like his well-known big matches well i would
1: i would say i would caveat that by saying i agree with you as far as if you want to throw in the qualifier of no crowd i thought he struggled with no crowd his match would just be very good or we have like four-star matches but he wasn't having like the you know like the pe like the like the the stuff versus like uh alistair black at you know the first War Games or the stuff with like um, Ricochet at, uh, Phoenix. He wasn't having none of those as a, he wasn't having none of those as a heel yet. This is his first yeah. one that's on that uh, that's of that ilk. Where he was like, "Yeah, we back." <laughs> and, yeah. You, you know, I, you, I didn't know if he was he could still do this. I thought this was maybe a thing where like the injuries have taken his toll, but you know he was in there to right opponent for him.
0: Yeah. Um... She's wrestling in jeans, so we got to add Kushida to the uh, Survivor Series Jeans team. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Who else on that team? Uh, the British Bulldog in 1999, <laughs> Lex Luger, uh, wrestling the Jeans, Diamond Dallas Page uh, in the Jeans. Um, trying to think, I, if there's anybody else I think of uh, in the Jeans, uh, I will go ahead and mention them. Um, yeah, I, I really like the match too. I I liked it a whole lot, I think, until commentary got in the way. Uh, and then, like, seeing how the finish played out. Because, like, Kushida destroyed this nigga's arms. Like, and when they're pushing it, like, this is a technical classic. This is a technical masterpiece. This is brilliance. Like, and it starts, like, thinking, okay, so you killed this man's arms. And he immediately stood up and then did the DDT on the outside, then on the inside. While his arms were destroyed, so it made me think about something I didn't necessarily even want to think about, it, or whatever. Um, and I was like, Ugh. "Well, I'm like, all right, whatever." But um, I, I thought the wrestling match was great, though. Like, but the the I didn't like the finish.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, this was <clears throat> this was just. Uh... Imagine like I I had been waiting for for a long time, and to be quite honest, given the circumstances, this is probably as good as I could have imagined it being. Like those two wrestling really long, wrestling super technical ground based stuff at the very begin- first half of this match, working over uh, body parts, and then you know doing their thing. Um, I you know with no crowd. I I thought this is a match that was like if it had been in front of a crowd, it would, it, this would have went off even better, especially like that last half, like that back half was, was tailor-made for a, a takeover crowd to lose their shit to. Um, I I just um, I, I want to see them wrestle again. Like I mean, he beat them clean and fair and square and clean as a sheet or whatever else, but I, I want to see them wrestle again eventually somewhere down the line. I don't know when or where, but like it's just, uh, they, they, they paired together as well as I thought they could have. They really did. Um, the next match is the, uh, Dusty, Miss Dusty Cup final. Um, MSK, I don't know what MSK stands for. Do you know what it stands for yet? I, I, I never figured out.
0: I heard on commentary, uh, must see kids. <sighs> okay. MSK versus Grizzly Young Veterans.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, uh. During the beginning of the match, uh, or actually before the match, when uh, Gibson said that he in wearing uh, green, sorry,
0: that Gibson was fucking hilarious. Like, yes. I to, like yelled out loud laughing.
1: Bruh, he did this every single pre-match, every single entrance to this tournament. Like you give him the mic for like sixty seconds, just let him just be an asshole. He's fantastic at it. Um, so he's, I think he says some lines of they were wearing green pajamas which is you know you look at uh, Wesley's stuff and it's like it, it, it looks like some draws
0: but <laughs> it looks like you know whatever um, that man you know, boxing that man fighting in that head Macho Camacho Camacho uh, gear, yeah. like where, where it ain't no split in the middle it's just the pan right. you know <laughs> like he either has to
1: I think he needs to he has one tape fist he needs to have both tape fists if he's gonna wear that gear cause he looks like a boxer training he, he really does it was like he's in training camp somewhere, um, but anyway, yeah, uh, great match. They pulled out all the stops for this. Um, I, I, I don't think there was much pathos in the in the match, and they tried to make some up by saying that you know they had a sob story and then talked about um, Wesley having a, a death in the family um, recently, but they they pulled that out of thin air to try to get that like ultimately this match was this match was there to, to be the you know the indie tag teams classic special match or whatever else and I don't think it necessarily achieved that this was not like some match of the year contender or whatever else but it was a great match nonetheless I gave it a four, I gave it four and a quarter um, I can see the I case gave, for four and a half
0: I, I gave it four and a quarter as well yeah um, I thought yeah, as I mentioned, I I think the white guy in MSK is kind of a jag. Um,
1: I think he's better than the jag, but not much better.
0: <laughs> I think he's I think he's flatly good. Yeah, uh, I I think it would be very interesting uh, if, if Wesley, that uh, if I have his name right, if he wrestled on the other show, he'd be getting dismissed as any type of like flipper, high flyer, no rhyme or reason wrestler. Like, so I think his his um reception is going to be interesting to watch uh, the more he goes I love it
1: wait say so, that again
0: like if he wrestled on the other show on Wednesday if he was on like, AEW what do you think used, would be the criticism I think he would be getting hand wave as a nonsensical flip wrestler Wesley uh, yes um,
1: uh, I would strongly disagree with that like I watched this I mean I watched this whole tournament and thought like he's damn good damn good um, maybe even great um, and I thought that his tag partner is also good and I thought that you know like he's clearly the quote unquote" star of it but as far as um their talking ability I, I need to know more um but you know they they gave him this opening push to start off so they're off to a good start
0: yeah um I like Rizzo Young in this match a lot yeah. uh, I thought they had just lots of sick moves like their um their doomsday device dive through the ropes thing
1: Oh yeah, that's the that's that's what they did to Tyler Bate to knock him out of that um that first takeover match. take UK takeover match. Like remember that whole match setup was like oh. Tyler Bate is fucking incredible. We must murder him, take him out of the match, and then beat Trent Seven. Like that yeah. they when they when they did that same spot, that's the first thing I thought it was like, Oh, they took they took they took out Wesley the same way they took out Tyler Bate. Like
0: <laughs> they know They're, who the Alpha is. They um <laughs> Oddly, um, this kind of reminded me of, like, Rick Shaver's Adam Cole, uh, to where there's, like, yep. a bunch of impressive shit going on, but, like, there's clearly somebody directing traffic or whatever, mm-hmm. and I think Gibson was directing the traffic, like, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, when, uh, in the main event of last week's TakeOver, or um NXT, um, it was Thatcher and Ciampa versus Drizzle Young Vets. So I, I just assumed that it was going to be Thatcher and Ciampa. And then when Grizzle Young Vets won, I was like quite frankly, for the match you for the position of the card mm-hmm. where you imagine this match is gonna be, like, that's for the best that you have Grizzle Young veterans in there, especially given, you know, their history in on, you know, UK takeovers and like they can have the that, you know, that endorphic match as opposed to, you know, like getting you know getting basically grounded uh and grinded up by uh chompa and um and thatcher so like I-, I thought that was for the best um and it gave you know it gave grizzly young veterans something by you know getting to another final um and then the tag team in the dusty cup so but msk is off to the races you know i'm glad they won because now you know get a title shot against Oney and Lorkin. I mean, only, only, only in birch. So that should be a good ass match. So whenever they do it, can't wait.
0: Yeah. Um. So I mean, they um. Good job for just going with somebody like and not fucking them over and fucking them around. Um, because sometimes they like to get cute, and I think they just picked the team. Was like, yo, we gonna give y'all all the chances we're going to put y'all in there with Swerve the first match. We're going to go ahead and put y'all yep. in here. Uh, who did you wrestle in the second round?
1: Um,
0: uh, Legato Del Fantasma, I believe. No, four great workers.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they had a good-ass so... good match with them. Like I think I gave it three and three quarters.
0: So, yeah, good on them for a season opportunity.
1: Yeah. Um, and if you think about it, I th- okay, so um, unless I'm mistaken, if we go back in time, uh, last year, it was the Brosowski that won it. The year before, it was Blackache that won it. Um, they had a year off in 2018. You remember who won in 2017?
0: Nope.
1: Okay. Well, the first Maybe winners AOP.
0: Won- Sorry. Maybe AOP. I
1: think so. I think so. So they may have skipped two years. So they may have not done one in 17. No, I'm sorry. They may have not done one in 2018. 17 would have been ALP. 2000. Wait, was Finn Balor on the main? No, 2016s when they did. Um... No, it was, was 2015 when they did mean. the first one because we were at that. We were at the final for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was um. That was yeah. That was the main event with the Iron Woman match. Um. Nah. So the first one. So they they skipped some years in this, and I'm maybe I'm blanking on the first few winners after. Um after uh, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe, but, like, it seems that, like, the majority of the tag teams that have won this have been, like, the put-together two stars and have them win the thing, and then they get a title yeah. shot down the line or whatever else, but... Um, so it was cool to see that actual... You know, I don't want to do the actual tag team because who gives a shit, but, like, the team that is, like, put together and their main things to be a tag team, and, you know, if they do split up, it will be down the line as opposed to this is, like, this is you doing utility role type of thing. Um, so I, I thought it was cool that like they won it uh, and they won it on a big stage.
0: I know which one
1: I'm pushing. <laughs> I think they know which one they're pushing too. You saw how they set those hot tags. Um, it was also impressive because like I think he should hurt his back on that first flip dive over the top rope. Mm. Like he landed, he landed around his tailbone. And they didn't catch him perfectly. And he immediately clutches back, and then like he was selling at times when you wouldn't necessarily be uh, selling a bad bag. I think he legitimately fucked his stuff up in the middle of that match. soldiers through, and this person with back problems, a person that's like bruised their elbow before—that shit's hard to do. So, shouts out to Wesley. Um, uh, so then, if I if I remember correctly, is when you get a music video uh, from Cameron Grimes. Uh, starring your boy uh, Josiah uh, Russell Rap. Oh, uh, speaking of that,
0: Josiah's intro for this show raw. is incredible. Yes,
1: yes, that was excellent. Uh, Cheta, I don't know if it's up on YouTube or whatever. Else it should be. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Along with I think everything, that he... might be like his best, some of his best work that he's like contributed. I, I agree. I
1: agree. Um, <laughs> okay, so last week they read or they brought back Cameron Grimes and Cameron Grimes uh angle now is that um after loomis and Kushida whooped his ass um for for that losing uh stretch he went home to to uh heal up and do rehab on his torn mcl or, or bruised mcl or whatever it was and he decided to uh to use to spend time by gaming so he started gaming. So he went to GameStop, and he liked GameStop. So he decided to start in, uh, buying stock of GameStop, and it, the the pr- the price went through the roof. So now he's filthy, stinking, fucking rich right now. That's his storyline. Is he's a he, he's a lucky ass tech bro. He ba- he basically won the lotto. He is basically he's basically like stock market slash tech <laughs> beverly hillbillies like he he may as well have shot the ground and struck oil he that's wow. basically what he did that's so so he's basically like super rich he's talking like he's flair now he pulled up in the Lamborghini on the on the on the show the other day. Um, so they play this music video, and the hook is him saying, "We're going to the you know, all this money. I'm going to the moon."
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard the song. I, 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 don't know. The video didn't. It wasn't as funny as I, like I they, fucking howled. It, it
1: felt so heavy <laughs> It was. That's the part that made me howl at it was the fact that it's like you had to have seen this. Bruh, he did the full flare. He showed up in the Lamborghini uh, the other day. He starts handing people money out of his pocket. People just working the door, people on the on the crew ring crew as he's walking up. So then he has wads of money. He's throwing it around. He rips off his jacket and starts hooting and hollering and stomping in the middle of the ring and everything. He went full flare, Like not full flare because he's not nearly as good as flair, but like the whole thing was to be basically like flair or whatever else and then they did this video I thought it was just fucking cause like the lyrics were actually like good for the story I, I thought the shit was funny because he's a cornball, but uh, so who knows what they held. Obviously, he's gonna go broke. He's gonna lose all his money once the shit drops. <laughs> like that's the part. That's the part that's funny because you like you know he up now, so he's stunned and talking about his mad shit, but you know he's gonna be down bad any day uh, now.
0: broke. <laughs> yes. You know, like so, if you're like so if you're Triple H, you have to have like Ted DiBiase like get on the line or do like a segment or something like you have to have like a million dollar man and be like hey man let me let me show you how to manage your money or something like that he blows a million dollar man off or some shit like that I, I think
1: I think he actually mentioned money uh, I think Cameron Grimes actually mentioned the million dollar man uh, last week I think he did or maybe someone commentary did but like so that might be around the corner but you know you know, I don't know what the situation is with WWE and DiBiase right now you know their situation is always you know Weird, yeah. like if you ask me, I imagine DiBiase might like, show up on AEW and the WWE right now.
0: Mm. Like, because I think with DiBiase, like you pull in IRS too, and then you tell them like, "This is my friend Erwin, and uh, he can show you how to make sure uh, you pay, you don't pay any taxes or whatever." So,
1: <laughs> so, so <laughs> AEW gets gets Virgil and. They split that up again, huh? <sighs> oh, man. Um, look, man, I, quite don't frankly, this, look, this has nothing to do with him, but it does only, like, but it's unfair to him, but I don't care. Look, bro, I don't want IRS nowhere near the product. He's done enough to the product and with his fucking offspring. No, thank you.
0: Goddamn.
1: <laughs> no, thank you. Look, his conscience, like, nothing he could do can offset the damage he's done to this business. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing. So anyway, we can Whoa. we can move on uh, uh, to the uh, NXT Ooh. Women's Title match, triple threat match, Io Shirai versus Tony Storm versus Mercedes Martinez, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. I know the spot with the table, whatever they had planned with the shit, and that's going to be on. Um, Mania, like Bosh-mania. Tony barely Tony Tony touched that fucking thing with the, with a softest of touches, and that thing just collapsed un- underneath it. So who knows what the hell Not they were fair. playing? But ultimately, before they even got to that part, and they I thought they did an okay job improvising for you know trying to figure it out after that. Ultimately, this match seems so carbon copy um, to the title match that Io won the belt from um, in from in your house. It was just like. You know, she do- she dove off the top of the t- off the top of the roof of the house. She jumped off the top of the post, posting. Uh, you know, people are wrestling for the pinfall at the bottom. Uh, if someone has a pinfall. She ends up hitting a, out of, from out of nowhere moonsault to win the match. Like it, it just it was too similar yeah. to the match she did before, and it wasn't as good. Um, this match I just gave like a I probably give like three and a half. Maybe three and a quarter. I I was I was not a, I was I was not in love with this match.
0: I was not particularly impressed in this match. Yeah. Um, rare that you say this by EO, but it's like man, this was like kind of boring. Um, the, I'm not gonna knock for the table. Um, you yeah. because that's like, a function of them making like flimsy ass tables for people to pump through. But right. Um, I you know they clearly like, like I feel like we're looking down the road uh, with this. And this match is kind of, it's like a trap game damn near. Um, and it's like, you know, Tony storm. I'm not really into the, the heel character really at all. Not really in her baby face character either. It's really say that, but um, <laughs> uh, I do if, like Mercedes, but
1: the thing for me is if any of those, th- if, if, you had e o versus Tony Storm, which I've seen a few times, or you had e o versus Mercedes Martinez, or if you had Mercedes Martinez versus Tony Storm in singles matches, you would expect all three of those matches to be better than the match we got here, yeah, you absolutely expected for that, so from that perspective, you have to say this disappointment, and like yeah. it was just it wasn't very good, it was just flatly good,
0: yeah, just, you know three and a half, whatever. Yeah. I, I, I time, it might,
1: it ticking. might be three and a half.
0: It might be three and a half. Look, look, time ticking. uh, you know, they, they, they want to give that, uh, lady in the black leather pants, the belt really bad right now. So, uh, EO, enjoy your last days. Yeah. Um,
1: right, look, if you were to ask me a takeover match, Raquel Gonzalez, EO
0: Shirai, I imagine
1: it'd be a lot better than this match too. <laughs> so, like I don't know what to, like, and it makes me think now. I think about it.
0: a million times on house shows.
1: The last takeover, the last um, UK takeover, right? Was Kaylee Ray versus Piper Niven versus Tony Storm, right? Yes. Like maybe the thing is just like don't put Tony Tony Storm's not good in triple threats. That might be a thing. Hey, I'm not or yeah, not great they're... in to, triple threats should be the
0: word probably. There is a um, great philosopher when it comes to uh, Tony Storm uh, by the name of Kaylee Ray. She once said, no more Tony <laughs> oh <my> Storm.
1: <laughs> yeah, so
0: um, then we end up
1: getting the signing of uh, Eli Drake. He's now going by the name L.A. Knight, uh, which is funny Ooh. because I talked to Rich <sighs> before we started recording. And he had said that Eli Drake had got signed. And then I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then, and then like, went, you know. Couple minutes go by and I was like, oh by the way, who was that LA Knight dude that was on this oh, that was Eli Drake. He's like, bro, I've seen Eli Drake wrestle like three or four times before. I've heard him cut promos. I know he's a good promo. I not for a second recognize that man. So um I don't know this is gonna sign. Like, I don't know.
0: Uh, LA LA Knight, aka crack, you know, because that man wants to be White Rock. Um yeah, I, I've always liked his promos. Yeah, uh, you know Wrestling, uh, (laughs) right? But I mean, you know, WWE's uh in a signing frenzy right now. Uh, Ty Valkyrie's on her way in. uh, Harlem Bravado from Evolve, and if they're signing Harlem Bravado, like they're signing any motherfucker. I
1: I, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen that
0: person. So he was on Indies for a really long time for a reason.
1: Mm, mm. All right, Uh, they didn't sign JD Drake, did they? They should. Well, that's what I was getting at. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, look, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, JD Drake should be paying attention to his phone because it's about his time. If they signed everybody, why not me? Well, like, well he do, He kind of does
1: have to, like, you know, come to Tampa and, like, then his bomb not depleted WrestleMania in week. He kind of has to, you know. <laughs>
0: You clean up,
1: yes. <laughs> that man's gonna be eating lovely on the Indies. Can you come in, nah, bro? Like i have already booked
0: for like eight shows. Can you do a knife? Look, I got a spot for him right now. Like you know, Cameron Grimes came in all that money. He gonna need somebody to watch his back. You know. Oh God. Go ahead and put J D Drake with him.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So then we end up uh, getting to the main event: Finn Balor versus Pete Dunn. Oh man, um I got to tell you, like Pete or like uh, Pete Dunn's awesome. We've always known he was awesome. Um we've always known he could do this and to see him have one of those matches with Finn Balor, um it, it was great to watch. Um I had this in the high fours. Uh I I think for me I think this kind of you look at what Finn Balor has done at his best with with guys in in this run and it's like they need to serve him up like that never division. All those tough white guys, all those tough, technical white guys, he needs to wrestle them every fucking takeover because all of those, he hits him out to part with them dudes. All of them.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, mash him up with someone of uh, similar stature. That never division. Uh, nah, we're going to say it. Tough, tough, technical white guys.
1: That's, that's, nah, call it what it I, is. You know, I, I like them to fight
0: swerve too. Yeah. Go ahead and end
1: Yeah. It in that too, so. yeah. If if you want to call it the Never Division, yeah, we can throw Swerve and Kushida in there, because that's all that is.
0: Yeah. Um, They did it again on this one, the commentary. uh, Blasting the technical masterpiece, technical masterpiece over and over again, and then the finger-breaking, and then instant healing. Stuff I didn't want to think about that they made me think about. Um, But they beat the fuck out of each other. Um, Lots of, I think, Cool psychology in the beginning, especially with Pete Dunne when he does the flip. And but the flip is like not as high as it normally is because he was working on the knee. Yeah, he crashed and burned. Like, yep, yep. I mean, so I you like know, that.
1: yeah. I mean, there's also you know typical wrestling psychology of Finn Balor like started working over his leg, and his first move was stomping on the foot, and then like all of a sudden like you know work on the ankle, then work on the knee, and then all of a sudden it's like oh his whole leg is just done. It's like okay, whatever. Like, like
0: Ballard, one time got his finger broken, and then instantly punched him in the face with the same hand. Yep. I was like, yep. Like the, these are things no, I would. No, no, really no, no,
1: Then better yet. Then better yet. At the end, after he does, after he does a double foot stomp, he land. He lands a double foot stomp. And catch, you know, he, uh, to stop himself, he also sticks his hands out. So, yeah. you know, it was similar to the, you know, oh, you have bruised ribs, you hit a splash and you grab the ribs. He did that with his hands. So it like, oh, my hands. And it covered. And then at the end of the match, like, he does like the, the finger guns, except with his fingers. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, bitch, get out of here. You just, lifted <laughs> this, you, just, like? you just lifted this. You just lifted this grown ass man up and down and dropped him on his head with, with a fucking 16, 19. Don't. No, Tell me you don't have the grip strength now or the dexterity yeah. to do this shit. Stop it.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it, it was a great uh, match, but I made me match, laugh.
0: <laughs> great match. Um, I blame commentary for making me think about these things. I no- I would normally let slide, won't even say anything about. But like commentary, like, like once they put it in your head, I'm just like, oh, well, what about what part of the technical mastery is this? Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: it's like. Yeah, technically it's great, but how about the psych? But, the, but, it's, but like story, story wise and psychology wise, like those are nah. You're you're messing up the technical work that's being done. Yeah, um, yeah I, I I love the match it, it, and like it, it felt similar to the Gargano match where it just a battle and like and early in the match it was like Pete Dunn was just eating his ass up, just like. Oh, you got the bad jaw. Like I'm gonna get you up against the ropes, and I'm gonna do like the UFC stuff against the cage when people are in a clinch, and I'm just gonna drop, just drop my shoulder right into your jaw. Um, he had he had a a, a headlock on that looked that was like it was like the difference when you watch Mill, um, you know, you know uh, as you say, like when they do the, the cravat in the main roster, and then you watch them yeah. do a real cravat like, snug and, like, these do not even, like, the same moves. Like, <laughs> it, uh, he slapped on the head scissors and then he, like, hooked his leg, Uh, Dunn hooked his leg so tight and, like, at such an angle that it looked, like, different than a regular headlock, like, which is, like, that's ridiculous, but it just looked that good. Um, mm. Hand work worked on his bad shoulder. Like, he just, it was just a, a clinic that Dunn put on. It, it really was. Um, And, you know, they ca- the counters and, and the stuff, like, other stuff, like, this was a match it felt like this was like their second or third match. It w- it was just mm-hmm. it was just sh- it was very sharp. And it wasn't nearly as physical as um and that, and it's a good thing like cuz it wasn't nearly as physical as that um O'Reilly right, match you, from um from October. So like to have this level matches close to that level, close to it, but not be, you know, not have someone be out for months and shit.
0: Like that's you
1: know <laughs> Finn Balor's getting better. 38 getting better.
0: No. You know, man, got learn to develop. You know, yeah, you know, I man's in a wrestling school. You yeah, know, what that I mean. Yeah,
1: um, but yeah. Uh, so after that, go celebrate. Does the mangled finger guns? <laughs> Out comes uh, on in and, and Birch, and they beat him down. Put him back to the ring. Done. Done is recovered. All three of them are done. It just gets over. It gets on top of. Uh, uh, is about to whoop him, and then all of a sudden, Undisputed makes a save. It's uh, it's, it's no fish this time, it's just uh, O'Reilly and Roddy and, and Cole. They make the save, um, they clear um, NXT UK out of the ring. <laughs> uh, and O'Reilly's first person to help up or to help Baller to his feet and says, Look, man, damn, you're good, you know, respect, you know, and you're you're a great champion. And they go to they go to stand up together, uh, very similar to them standing together um, a couple weeks ago when they um, they had they, they both made save for each other against the XUK <laughs> again. Um, and the next thing you know, Adam Cole super kicks Finn Balor, and Roddy and O'Reilly are shocked. And then he super kicks O'Reilly, and Roddy's shocked and he doesn't know what to do and then Adam Cole says come with me Roddy and Roddy's sitting there like I don't know what the fuck you just did or what's going on I'm just like so Adam Cole was babyface for was technically a babyface for God knows like how short of a time and he's going right back to being a hill
0: man all I heard was like Pat McAfee was right like all I heard was all this McAfee's celebrating and um, I don't know man um, like aside from the fact of like would he have done this if like Finn wasn't getting his ass whooped whatever I'll, I'll throw that out um, they broke up Undisputed Era in NXT so they are all dead on arrival. Presumably, if they go to the main roster,
1: they're not going to the main roster, bro. They shut them in two thousand sixteen,
0: bro. bro. Okay, we've established that. They're are you
1: saying? Are you saying that roster. like? Or, or wait, or, or maybe <laughs> it's maybe it's maybe it's okay. Adam Cole's going to the main roster. We need a way to get him out of here without having to bring up the without bringing up the rest undisputed, and that's how they do it. Maybe, but I don't see. Uh, I don't know.
0: I, I don't even see that. It's like all right they're like, I don't think any of them are going to main roster and like everything I'm hearing is they got a year left to figure it out with Adam Cole because it's going to be contract time for him. Um, and if this is a final program, put your buddy over and make him a star and see how that goes. If he wants to resign, I'm hearing like, you know, his Twitch stuff is a really big deal to him. And we know how WWE feels about that Twitch stuff. They don't, they don't fuck with it. Um, I don't know, man. Um, it's And it kind of like, I saw it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll get some good Kyle Riley and Adam Cole matches. I know they uh, had that feud they can just import in from PWG as well as Ring of Honor, and they can do it here now. But then I started thinking about, like, the rest of the roster. Like, on like, just they're broken up now, but all those dudes are still, like, in the way for, like, the next guys that can't break through like a swerve like uh, Kushida who just he's been in WWE for two years before we can get a match like this out of him um, I don't know I maybe I'm worried about the wrong things because ultimately none of this shit matters because they have, have like 24 people uh, getting signed uh, and they don't care about inflation or career trajectories or years you know it's just like having this Huge war chest that's what it seems like um, I don't know I don't know the turn looked goofy too like I'm like well why'd you turn on him like,
1: <laughs> like that's my point like I'm not concerned like the stuff about the the where does this mean for the NXT roster as far as you know you know splitting the up and then all of a sudden like yeah alright we have Adam Cole and whatever else and Carlo Raleigh on one side and Finn was Balor- here and chompa and um gargano and all that stuff like i look I, we've we've talked about that ad nauseum. uh the thing for me well the reason why i didn't like it was because like you just fuck after he's been a he's been a heel since day one he showed up in uh, in august 2016 as a heel he was a he turned bit ba- he turned babyface. he never officially turned babyface. we just cheered for him uh over the what the summer
0: See, that
1: should be dumb. Like, (laughs) like, so he was a a heel from, all right, he was a heel August 19, August 20. He was a heel for, I'm sorry, uh, 17, 18, 19, 20. He was a heel for four years. Long time, man. Or did he show up until 17 I'm sorry, 18, 19, 20. So he was a heel for three years. He turned babyface for six months, and he's right back to being a heel. Like, this is, like, the Kevin Owens shit. Yeah.
0: It's
1: like, um, I don't...
0: I think like, whatever, man. Up. Whatever. I think they, they want their, their next big personal feud. they saying, this is going to be the new Gargoyle Chopper.
1: Like, that's cool. That's cool. Um, or whatever else. But I would have... I would rather they say that for TV than just, like, after having that show... That they had, and then like with that kind of wrestling, and then like oh, let's end it with the angles. Like all right, well, whatever. Like uh, uh, whatever. It
0: felt like um, like people were very excited about this. Like I think it was just a shock, but like when you start thinking about it, it's like, well, why did he do that? Like <laughs>
1: that. I didn't even get into the the that part, but like if we want to go into the why he do that. It'd be like, okay, so let me get this right. Last summer, y'all had that. Hour-long, you and Balor had an hour-long um, match with Ciampa and Gargano, Iron Man match, and went to a draw. The very next week, y'all had um, a match. Balor beat you. They went backstage to show the whole like locker room congratulating Finn Balor, Triple H, Shawn Michaels backstage. And then after that, y'all two sweetied each other. Like, oh, hey, remember, we got Bullet Club members, too. Um, our former Bullet Club members, too. <laughs> and then... Like, y'all start doing this with O'Reilly and Balor, and they have respect for each other, and, and Pete Dunne and McAfee Gooner are in the, or you're just, you know, evil or whatever else, so, like, they're gaining respect for each other, and then next thing you know, like, Adam, you know, they started making saves for Finn Balor, and then y'all made a save for him here, and then after you made the save for him, then you kick him in the face. It's like, so you come out the title again... Like he kicked O'Reilly because obviously you, what it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's like y'all did all this shit for like the last like half a year, saying that like Finn Balor's is gonna end up potentially being in undisputed error or something, or teasing that stuff, and then immediately he's like, "Nah, in fact, now nah, we're just gonna just break up undisputed instead."
0: Like wow, break up wow. Like hold have on, hold to on, put you have while, to go back on Cole again.
1: I don't care. Like while I don't think they're gonna do that. I don't think they are, but. And then while you break up Undisputed Era, who knows where the fuck Bobby Fish is at?
0: Well, that man could be uh, fighting child sex traffickers.
1: I didn't know he was QAnon. on. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, but baby, oh, look, look, if that, that, look. look there ain't no, look, ain't no. If that's the case, then I don't see how Drake was able to do all these fucking uh, to the rough all these uh, matches last night because he was there.
0: He they didn't well, they didn't you know. discuss this at the meeting yeah I, I think on, maybe, I'm sorry you
1: know, on Facebook
0: Yeah, I I, I think they <laughs> they had to have Drake come in but they still had to have a representative from the group you know no, and, and okay. whatever was, was being handled hmm. Drake was like you know why don't you go ahead and represent us this time brother oh, okay. um, but um, yeah uh, so I don't know I, I feel like you know and Finn hasn't done a job really for anyone uh, like like too recently uh, or too often uh, since he's been in NXT. I think you got to go – like if you're going with uh, Cole and O'Reilly, eventually the title's got to go into that program and you got to see about building Kyle O'Reilly up to win the belt from Cole. Maybe. I don't know. I uh,
1: don't know. I think maybe – Maybe we get some tag. We obviously get some TV on what side is fishing strong on. They'll probably it'll, it'll probably just be the three person undisputed era. It'll be O'Reilly and Balor forms a kind of friendship to take down those guys. One will take on Roddy, the other will take on um, Cole. They'll probably swap partners. Uh, or not swap. I mean, like I mean, like wrestling mates. Like it'll little like one time it'll be like O'Reilly and Strong, and then it'll be O'Reilly versus Cole's. What I mean, I don't mean like swap mm. partners like they swinging, but
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> but then eventually it'll get back to O'Reilly and Balor or whatever else down the line. But like that's probably like some nine months down the road shit or whatever. And that's and that's fine. But just the idea of this dude like y'all this dude was just a baby face for six months after being a heel for three years. And you're going right back to him being a heel. Like, is it just like, nah, we, 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 we must, they, they <laughs> don't have we have no, we have no plans for you unless yeah. you
0: turn Hill. <laughs> yeah. They, they get that so. man at Bret Hart list. So they were like, Hey, you know, if you're a baby face, this is who you get to wrestle. <laughs> if you a heel, this is who you get to wrestle. I guess, I
1: guess. Um, so yeah um great show otherwise like a lot a lot of great wrestling on the show um not not one bad match at all but um just just things that leave you um question the thing is like the tag team um tournament like help helped them get here and like the tag team terms were actually uh, fun or whatever else but it's like now they have to go back to the real world and like actually mm-hmm. do you know regular t- television posts just like autopilot booking so um right um we'll see where this goes like they're they have their hot little angle that they like to do um that they like like i'm so kind of like every fucking promotion has a hot little angle that they like to do but they have their hot angle and they're gonna go with it we'll see where it goes but um um i just i just don't like the idea of of Cole being a heel for so fucking long, you turn babyface and then you turn right back. Fuck him! I was like, so what was the point of ever turning a heel? Just do this stupid fucking thing with with, uh, with Pat McAfee. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Yeah, that
0: was it. You
1: know, like maybe that maybe the idea was they were going to do that and then like eventually, like once McAfee left, like it was going to be like you know NXT UK plus plus Oni, and it would have been like a buddy that's hurt that that uh, dropped um Gargano on his neck. Luke Menzies. Um, yeah, maybe, or maybe it would have been Luke Menzies uh, in this group. or It would have been, been a foursome. It would have been a foursome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, I guess let's get the AEW. Yeah, man. So they had a show, it looks like, February 10th. Uh, it was a pretty yep. good show, uh, up and down. Uh, a lot of stuff I liked with the inner circle angle. But I thought the main event was... Insane. Excellent, um, <laughs> um, so, but we opened up with Darby Allen and Joey Janela. They had a match for the TNT title. Only went about ten minutes, and it was like I thought they were going to do some crazy, wild, devastating match, and then they what wrestle. we got was the Darby Allen like uh, WCW World or WCW Saturday Night title defense against uh, Joey Janela. Um. I I thought this was pretty good Um, they Jim Ross was surprisingly on his best behavior seemed like he actually like sounded invested in the wrestlers in the ring which was nuts. seeing yeah, because one of them was Janella.
1: Well, the thing was, he was like, you know, he probably was like, oh, they're gonna do their bullshit. and Then they actually wrestled for real, and they were like, and he got into. He's like, because you know, like Ross still likes technical class or not technical, like classic pro pro wrestling in the ring. So like when they went out there and had a good ass wrestling match, he was like, I'm into. It. I get I, uh, I probably, by the sounds of it, I think I like this money. I end up like I close to four on this.
0: I I, I really like this match. To you get it um, what? I give it three and a
1: half. I get i i have it at like three and three quarters to four. Like I really like this match. Maybe it's because you know I haven't seen Janelle in so long. I don't know.
0: <laughs> there was one thing that made me go like, "Oh shit!" It might have been the coffin drop because like you can not nope. get the normal air on it. So it looked like kind of more devastating for some reason. <laughs> yes, I don't know. It,
1: it was like the it was like it was the, like mo- it, was like the e- it was like the it was like the EO Muda uh, Moon Salt, where it's like there's yes. no arc. It's just just devastation. Right. <laughs>
0: um, so after that, uh, we got um, uh, John Moxley in, in a promo. He plugged uh, his match with Kenta, and he had the IWGP United States title with him. Yep. Uh, and he said, you uh, know, he never said it would be on New Japan World, though. Uh, they uh, started explaining, you know, who Kenta was for the idiots who were like, uh, you know, you bring this guy, you, you didn't even explain who he was, blah, 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 And I'm just like, yo, we're smart wrestling fans. Like, we, like it's what fucking ha- Kenta. Wait, what like, happened? It's just like, You know, dummies saying dumb things about like the Kenta angle. As far as like, uh, you got this guy coming out. Why does a casual fan give a fuck about this person? Like, I'm like, it's a, it's a surprise. Like. So wait wait wait. It's just like so, I'm like. Did you know who the fucking Shield were when they jumped out? Like that's what i was getting. It's like, Ryback. Do you know who like Adam Cole was when he came out on Drew McIntyre? Raquel Gonzalez like, when he when she attacked Tegan Knox in uh, Portland. I'm like come on man, like, stop this.
1: Like <laughs> somebody comes out and. Yeah, sometimes it is frustrating when it's like someone that like has nothing to do with an angle, and they like screw over, screw over baby You're just like, oh, so you just, this is your misdirection to get this person away from that angle that you're doing, and giving us a fuck finish. But like in general, the idea is someone comes out. Hopefully, you recognize them. You don't want to be as like you know who are you thing, like the Smash Brothers slash Dark Order uh a couple years ago, but or the butcher and the blade, right? But the whole idea is, it's supposed to be, you're, some people are supposed to know who they are, you don't know who they are, they're in your face right now, so hopefully by either immediately following or by the next show, they, you get introduced or you get an interview from that person, and they fill in those gaps, They they, they answer every the questions that you reasonably want answered, and then you go from there. Isn't that how, that, that's how introduction pro wrestling have kind of worked like since we've been alive in our lifetimes, Right. Good ones no, anyway. No, like so I'm hard. not saying like sometimes they'll mess this up. They did the right thing here, so I don't see what the problem is. What what I don't know.
0: What, maybe it's just me. Immediately, immediately, Excalibur began explaining who Kensa was. Like, <laughs> oh and God. also uh, this man that has been on national television in America for right. years. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> we don't know who this guy is. Oh, he's only um, been in the number one wrestling company for like he was in there for like three years. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so Sammy Guevara then went into the, uh, or then Mox said he's going to dump Kento on his head in the main event. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then we got Sammy Guevara in the inner circles room and he told everyone he needs a minute with MJF and he told the cameraman to come in there with him. This uh, entrapment ass angle. Leave, they all left. <laughs> he told, uh, MJF, he knows exactly what he's doing and he's trying to take over the inner circle from Jericho. Uh, MJF then immediately went into projection mode. He denied it. He said, nah, man, you're trying to take over the inner circle. <laughs> Mind-fucking. He said, well, Cesgas died, I, and I'm Jericho's new favorite, and then MJF said that Guevara's mad because he always had to play second field to Jericho. And he wants to take over the inner circle. Uh Guevara then told him that, no, you want to take over the inner circle, and then MJF said, I'm glad you said that, and then he showed his phone with the idea that, um, You know, Sammy was – or MJF was going to play the tape for Jericho out of context. Uh, Guevara grabbed the phone, and he threw it against the wall and punched MJF in the stomach. MJF feigns injury uh, and (laughs) came off for his match. Uh, I think he had his ribs taped like fucking ham. Um, And the weird thing was, like, yo, we know the inner circle watches the show. Like, they've all, like, said they watch the show. So, like – I didn't get the. Oh, are you going to show him later? Like, or the it would have been like, all right. D- does Jericho hear the tape from MJF first or see the show? Either way, like it but gets corrected by the time he sees the show.
1: The thing for me was like, how are they going to? How was this a developing step? Because one, they already know they don't like each other, and they already know that like they're on the rocks, and one one of these people don't you know, or whatever else. So it's like, we already know that. So they're gonna watch the show back and then see them argue, see MJF try to frame him, uh, and also see MJF, like, him punch MJF or whatever else. But both, of th- while both of them knowing that everyone in Inner Circle will eventually watch this fucking show and see them acting like like ridiculous people trying to frame each other, 'Cause like Sammy brings in a camera to try to confront him to get a confession out of him almost. And then MJF's like, I got well, I'm to I'm about to get you out of context. It's answer. like Y'all are trying to entrap each other, you goddamn cops. But everyone know is gonna see y'all trying to trying to catch each other in in a gotcha moment. So it's like every, ultimately it's gonna happen is you're gonna look at it and be like, Y'all both lame as hell, I need to relax and then go back and, and it's gonna be status quo. So what they do later on the show, it was like, okay, well then that shit don't even matter because they've escalated this beyond that and this is really just an argument or whatever else where it was like, this is beyond repair. Don't even worry about trying to figure out whose side who was on following this. Like, there ain't no more sides now because some person's out of here. So like, while watching and me being concerned, they end up doing something better than what I thought it was going to go with it. So, hats off to him. Because I was like, what the fuck have they gotten themselves into?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, up next, we've got Cody Rhodes and the newest member of the Nightmare family, Lee Johnson, uh, against Peter Avalon and Caesar Benoni. And Lee Johnson got his first win in AEW after 29 long, painful defeats. Uh, I've come on this show and championed Lee Johnson. For months and months and months saying this guy's solid he's young He's another guy you can put in that class and uh i was very happy when like he didn't he didn't suddenly turn dominant he just caught a he caught a schoolboy on, on a lower guy and he finally like turned you know the the page uh on it and i i saw someone make a joke that um someone put Put this, they booked this match with Lee Johnson, and then um, and they put Caesar Bononi in it to show the difference between the Nightmare Factory and um, <laughs> the Performance Center. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I thought that match was solid. Uh, I, I was really happy uh, when, when Lee Johnson won. I, I popped, and you know, I was I, I was happy. Uh, and Lee ended up getting the uh, the, the graphic after uh, the match.
1: Yeah, um, he had a post match uh, promo where he, you know, he said, you know, this has become this is because of hard work and determination, and he thanked Arn Anderson and Cody and um, and also Dustin, and then like Q T Marshall's directly behind him. He didn't even mention them at all, and I was like, he might be my new favorite wrestler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I. I didn't notice this at first until people started pointing it out. Pictures started circulating. He said I noticed it, Brandy. I noticed it immediately. And I, I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs>
1: this is great.
0: Yeah. So um, I, I think there, this is the beginning of an angle there. I don't know where it goes. But uh, maybe, you know, maybe we see QC and, and Lee Johnson uh, run it at some point. And then and Lee to, keeps going, if, you know, if on you his whatever. You want or whatever. Lee
1: Johnson. You want me to become a Lee Johnson fan? <laughs> that's the way you do it. <laughs> oh, Lee Johnson's getting Marshall. <laughs> go Lee, go, go Lee, go. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. So yeah, good. Good emotion to promo. I mean, I think he's like 22. So like, you're gonna, uh, you know, I, the only part it was funny is like, yeah. All these, all these white folks around him But uh, it was I, I found that part that part funny, but uh you know, it was like they were saving this, this poor Negro that was out there. I didn't I didn't think of oh, all that But wow, that's wow. Wow, you know that's that's the only thing that I saw that was you know.
1: Well, he mentioned brandy. Uh, was, that, was, was that was that was that to not right, He
0: did. <laughs> was that supposed to be possible yes, to not yes. That's that's you know you got you gotta gotta throw brandy in there, to throw all the scent. Ooh. So, um, but you know, um, I I saw Lee Johnson get added to the nightmare family as well as like Nick Comorodo Aaron Solo, of course, the Gun Club. And I'm like, what do these people have in common? Like, wh- like I don't understand this group at all. And then I come to find out it's not supposed to be, like, a traditional stable. It's supposed to be, like, kind of like an MMA gym. Like, we all belong to the same. We train out of, yeah, like, the Nightmare did, yeah. shit or whatever. So, like, I actually kind of like that a little bit more rather than making them this unit or whatever. Uh, they might team together. They might not. Like, I. I get that
1: the problem is they had that one match on a pay-per-view where they all basically wrestled for Cody, uh, like, for Cody, um, however long ago, so, like, that kind of, I'm not saying it completely flies in the face of that, but if you were someone to not really want to buy into that, you could point that out, um, I, I... I will say I like the idea of people having fight camps in wrestling more than the traditional. You know, we have a baby, we have just white meat baby faces here, and like they just they're going to team together, and we don't really have any much to really do with them teaming uh, uh, together. Um, like I would say, if you're going to make it a fight camp, that eventually, you know, every so often, like some of them on dark or wherever else, we have to like wrestle each other because fight people in fight camps do fight each other every so often. Mm. So. Um, you know, if they if they're gonna live to that then they're gonna have to wrestle each other.
0: Right. Um so the Bucks did a promo next, um uh, they were just backstage, acting like goofs. Um Gals and Anderson came up and then like true olds, they write about the total uh number of the of viewer ratings, not the demo. Um, then they try to take credit for it and then they got mad at them for coming out during the Battle Royal and they called them idiots. Um they uh this led to the Bucks saying they want to defend they hype they kind of taught the Bucks into defending the titles next week and they challenged Santana or Ortiz, who eliminated them um, from the match. And I'm gonna say uh the Bucks may be on upset alert next week. Um if you start thinking about it, really haven't really done like it, it would make a lot of sense to go ahead and you know, based on where this inner circle thing is going. Put those belts on. Um, Tantano and Ortiz uh, via, you know, the Bucks. Like some, some has the Gals and Anderson. Uh, the Bucks actually challenged Gals and Anderson. Uh, the AW Tag Titles go to PMP. And then Jericho versus MJF to Jericho. MJF completes the turn on Jericho, gets the belts over to uh, and, and keeps the belts on PMP, the rightful tag team of the uh, Inner Circle and. Uh, Jericho was holding it out, holding his ass. MJF's in charge. It's like you know, this is why you trusted me, or whatever, something like that. I, I, I think a lot of people are, are like talking themselves into this. I could see it happening. Um, I, I, that would be awesome.
1: I think that would be awesome. I think the timing and the logistics and how fast of a move that would be, kind of. Um, because we are now at this point. What are we two weeks away or three weeks away from? Um, I think from three weeks. The, the three weeks. Okay, three weeks. If we're three TVs away, you can get there. Um, I think. It, I think that's a lot in three weeks. And for by you know by by AEW, it just rest. That feels like five weeks worth of stuff. But mm-hmm. um, you could do it, and it will help the card. Um, but like either way also, if, if the they Santana do it they Narciso's
0: don't first title shot right, ever
1: right They whether they do it or not I mean and also you know the first match Young Bucks did beat them
0: mm-hmm. or they beat the Bucks yeah that's what I meant yeah and then the Bucks beat them beat back the in the street right.
1: fight right 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 so yeah. I forgot about yeah I, I thought about their last match not the fact that they did two matches but mm-hmm. yeah Um, I they could do that it could be a situation where you know MJF comes out there. Ultimately, ends up it could be a situation where it could be interference in that match that causes you know the outs with Jericho or Sammy or whatever else or whatever else instead of them actually winning the belts. I don't know, but that what you laid out would be cool. It would be.
0: Mm-hmm. It would be. Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see if it happens. If not, we just get the Bucks versus <laughs> MJF and Chris Jericho. So I, I always I trust the Bucks in pretty much any wrestling situation. So um, I think the uh, next thing that happened, uh, Dasha, was with Adam Page. Uh, this was pretty funny. Uh, he said that uh, him and Page are not – or Page said that him and Matt Hardy are not becoming the tag team. Hardy showed up, talked about him winning, said both of those guys were uh, special and all this other gaslighting shit. And then Hardy wanted uh, Adam Page to come drink with him. And then Paige agreed to it, and as Paige was leaving, he bumped into the Dark Order, and then they did, like, you know, the big awkward thing because this is the first time they've seen each other since he turned them down. Post-breakup, yeah. Yeah. Post-rejection, not breakup, but post-rejection. You yeah. know, So they want him, you know. And, <laughs> they want him. And, and, and the viewers, they, they want Paige to want the Dark Order, but it ain't happening. Matt Hardy is here, um, and he's trying to manipulate everything. And uh, up next, we got uh, Pack versus Ryan Nemeth. And Pac brutalized this fucking geek. Um, no, no, no. Literally. <laughs> he ran that man up out the rucker.
1: He, Good. He, he got his ass out of there quick. How long have you think in that The less said, the
0: better. Uh, it was 417. Yeah, yeah, I felt like that was under five. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, they, they put over on commentary that Pac is one of the few people who has a singles win over Kenny. And AEW, and they're starting to push Penny, uh, not having lost in a very long time in singles. Um, he hasn't.
1: He when, was the last, when was the last time he lost in singles? Besides, like, has he lost a singles since, like, the Moxley match at Full Gear in 2019? No, no they're not even counting
0: that.
1: Well, they can't count it because they said it's an unsanctioned match, so it's not sanctioned, but, like, I get what you mean. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, it might have been... Was it? No, Jericho. Jericho and Impact. No, okay, yeah. Jericho beat him first, Impact beat him after. Yeah, okay, yeah, all
0: right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they kind of pushed that, uh, like, it seems like Kenny versus Pack, as well as, like, um, Kenny and the, uh, the Good Brothers against Pac and Phoenix, and um, I think it was another guy, I couldn't remember, but... Um, <laughs> After that, uh, Miro did a promo about how uh, Orange Cassidy and Charles ruined the wedding. I could care less. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who cares? So then, uh, then the inner circle came out uh, without Gamara. Well,
1: am I am I, I misremembering this? I think one part that's actually noteworthy is like it seems like they're teasing that they're really going to go forward with uh, Orange Cassidy and um, Miro match. Correct?
0: Oh yeah. That's, that'll probably be awesome. But <laughs> I think everything getting through, getting yeah. to the. Yeah, just bring me to match. Yeah, bring me to match. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they announced that match for uh, Revolution. So uh, the Inner Circle came out. Jericho was mad. Uh, Sammy wasn't there. MJF came out with his ribs taped and said, uh, for a punching in the stomach, may have broken his ribs, threw his phone against the wall. Uh, Chris Jericho and MJF uh, face the Acclaimed. The Acclaimed did a uh, video. I don't know if they played on Dynamite or not, but I saw it this week. Uh, They were dissing uh, Jericho and MJF. It was pretty funny. (coughs) MJF came out of the same wrestling school as the Acclaimed. Cut a promo saying, you know, I was the one that opened the door for y'all, Like, and I was way younger than y'all, and I'm a prodigy and all this other stuff. It was pretty funny. Um, The Acclaimed kind of wrestled the match with his faces. Uh, Jericho... Have you noticed, James? Have Have you noticed what's going on with Chris Jericho? Um, he
1: he looks like he's lost. He's losing weight. Yeah. Am I mistaken
0: on that? Oh no, that's it. That's okay. it. Uh, it Looks like this man is getting, getting trim. You know. <laughs> you, know <laughs> it's only, you know. There's only. You know. There's only two things when you start getting trim. It's usually either you turning or you getting the belt. I don't, and I don't think he's getting the belt. Well, Okay, so what I will say
1: is, you would make light decisions if you got dropped in your head by your, and it was because of yourself. You have no one to blame but yourself. You you doing a movie you've done a thousand times, and you land in your head. I think that would make you start reevaluating things. Like maybe I should drink less. Maybe I should, you know, like so you know, whatever. Maybe that maybe that's the case. We'll see. We'll see. But, but physique-wise, he did look better uh, compared to, uh, like, recently.
0: Um, I, I, I've i delved like, this latest, this latest uh, phase of Jericho, like the baby phase of training Jericho, old man Jericho. So <laughs> about to break out a new version. Um, so the finish game, they, there was a good near fall where Casser um, hit Jericho with the boombox. Uh, and you thought something might happen, but it didn't. We ended up getting the uh, Judas Effect. Uh, on uh, caster, I believe, on the top rope, <laughs> and that was uh, I, I like this match, so I, I thought it was uh, pretty fun. So uh, I like the acclaim. But I know the acclaim like kind of get beat up in some circles, but um, <laughs> every time I see him, I, I think they're fun. So, <laughs> um, they, oh uh, yeah, one,
1: one thing is like he uh, he had a lot of. There was one line he said where he. I forgot what the line was, but he basically said that I think he said he would rather beat Jericho or something than like get the diamond ring from um from MJF and I was like, Wait, what? He said something <laughs> that was like he said something like that was like ridiculous, like it's something like bro, you hustling backwards. I had I, I have to go through like the the text thread, um uh, whatever else yeah. to remember what he said, but he, he said something that was like goofy. Um yeah.
0: Uh, so after the, the, the match, Sammy Guevara came out, Jericho asked him what was wrong, why he didn't come out, why he punched MJF. Guevara said calmly, he was like, on December 9th, if one more thing happens, he's done. Um, one more thing did happen, and he's done. And then MJF was like, smiling on the other side, through the whole time. Sammy Guevara quits the end of circle. Uh, end of an era. Um, you think about they have this group has lived the entire time uh since aws de- debuted through the you know the honeymoon period through the uh, w- which i would say is officially over now with the inner circle like breaking up here um uh, the start of the pandemic the whole summer like inner circle has been like a constant uh with Sammy like breaking up i immediately like was like whoa and then i got hyped up because i've been Driving the Sammy train from day one, Uh, seemingly going to turn babyface here. Uh, He uh, later walked out the building. Uh, He said, I'm over this. I just need some time away from this place. And they showed like something above him. And he walked out the babyface tunnel, by the way, uh, which was done on purpose.
1: Oh, wow. I've never even paid attention to the Hill or Babyface Tunnel thing for AEW. I've never paid attention to that. Like, which side yeah. is the Babyface Tunnel? So, I don't even the remember. Baby,
0: the Babyface Tunnel is on the right, I believe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, for one, we're looking at the cameras, I, or when yeah. we're looking at the stage, I believe it's on the right. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I was... I think this angle's great. I thought it's been great from day one. Uh, yeah. MJF, like, slime, you know, trying to take over the end the circle, but... Somebody wasn't going to be with it, and this is the next step. We did get some um, drama uh, with Sammy this week, regarding Sammy at least. Um, so there was like some type of pitch for him to go do an angle and impact, but Sammy Rivera uh, apparently did not agree with whatever, you know, this angle was supposed to be, and for good reason when we uh, found out what uh, – was what actually happened. Uh, I guess he was supposed to get, they were trying to link him up with Decay or have him lose to somebody. And I was like, oh, hell no. And then Sammy Guevara did the same thing. And I was like, I'm not doing that. And then uh, people said at first there may have been heat on Sammy Guevara, but that turned out to not be the case. Um, they uh, said that, hey, there may be cause and like some friction with the AEW impact relationship. That's not the case. Um, it's just I think somebody tried to pitch Sammy Angle and he was like nah like <laughs> and then, yeah, that was that so yeah I I had no idea
1: Decay was still around in Impact I had no idea not the slightest idea yeah. um, last time I remember anything from Decay was like the Matt Hardy shit like the uh, Decay I knew you come like so that I mean that was years ago that was like 2016 or maybe the, end of, maybe the beginning of 2017. Uh, the very beginning, before they went back to WWE. Um, when they, like, around the, Expedi- the expedition of gold. Like, dude, that feels so, so long ago. So long <laughs> really ago,
0: yeah. Does. So with Sammy like, leaving like that, he's like, I need his time away. Instantly, everyone's head started, you know, spinning. Like, it's me, can go to New Japan strong. Like, it looks like impact plans were up in the air. But, like, you know, at this point, like, if Sammy's, like coming back. Like, he has to come back in the most epic fashion you can think of. If he's going outside, like, he doesn't need to be losing to anybody right now. Um, like, his job, like, Sammy Cabrera has done lots of jobs, but now is the time to uh, push the pause button on those, and <laughs> and and basically he, he'll get to re-debut as, like, a top star, you know, if they do it right. Well, I don't know what to say about top star, but um,
1: I w- I w- but if he goes somewhere and goes on a, you know, does a program on whether program or other show or promotion, like, he should be somewhere, depending on the promotion, like, somewhere like third from the topper in the mid-card, beating mid-card talent on impact or um, strong or whatever else, and then come back. Like, he needs to get one win a bit. Like, the thing with, with Sammy um, was that, like... He's this talented heel that was the pin eater for his faction. He's leaving the faction. If he's going to leave the faction, he should probably not lose and get beat like a drum all the time again. Like that would show elevation is like he's a different person when he comes back. So yeah, if I were him, I wouldn't want to be involved in in doing jobs for fucking Impact either. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. So, yeah. so yeah, um <clears throat> like whatever whatever happened like I, I you know you ain't gonna never have me, me thinking like somebody is out of line for not, for, you know, from working on a bigger promotion to impact to coming to impact and saying like, I don't do jobs and impact. Like, no. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't want to show you how much of a team player I am. I kind of
0: want to get myself over. <laughs> All right. All
1: right.
0: No, thank you. And, and, and I'm not like, I, I believe I sent a voice note. I was like, it's not that he can't do jobs and impact, it's that he shouldn't. is that he shouldn't. And if you were to do that, you need to introduce him in impact, establish him as a big deal, probably get him some wins first, then do whatever you yeah, want to do with like, him. Like,
1: if you want to beat him on the way out, like, I don't necessarily have that much problem with it, but, like, he better at least win, like, two matches before he loses one.
0: Right. Um, so, uh, they cut back to the bar, and Paige and Hardy were drinking. Uh, Matt was doing the old wrestler deal where you throw the drink on the floor, uh, which I heard you know people used to do around Ric Flair a lot, and Flair would like drink actually himself. Um, and then Matt said he would make him the number one wrestler in the world. He's going to make him richer than his wildest dreams. Didn't he say a billionaire? Yeah, he said oh, some. You know, million, I, I think he said million, make you a billionaire, like and I was like, excuse me. He said, "You know, but just thirty percent of all his money. But you know, it'll be making so much it won't matter." Um, Hardy handed Paige a, a contract, but Paige did do a little switcheroo and had another contract. So um, I'm I'm thinking it's going to be revealed that Matt Hardy has signed over all his money to the smart hangman. What does the cowboy need with money? You know, fix up the ranch. You know, gotta gotta make sure the horses is fed, and you know the horses got new uh, saddles, and uh, and you know you seen the hangman shirts, like them shirts don't look cheap. Like I, you gotta gotta keep keep the constant rotation. You know, I figured since he was a
1: cowboy, he'd be making money off cattle or some shit like that, or you know. Blacksmithing or something, some some tough and manly or whatever else, you know, for the for the emo cowboy. But whatever, yeah. I, I guess he's I guess he's look. I, there are worse things in the world than like con and con men. So whatever, like he's Robin Hood and these people. Maybe you get him. Maybe you should get that money to out of guilt to the dark water.
0: <laughs> so like, when do we get Hangman hey to uh to don actually don the cowboy hat? Like, do, do we have, do we do we have to have Jim Ross like? Like, like bestow the cowboy hat upon him. He's never worn a cowboy hat before? I feel like I've never seen it.
1: He didn't wear one, like, to um, Revolution in a cowboy hat? He didn't wear a cowboy hat on the horse? Actually, I, I mean, not Revolution, did. but um, nah. in the title match.
0: It, all uh, out. All out. He had the bandana. I know that. Uh, That's uh, what he normally does. Okay. But, okay. Um, yeah. I'm just glad he stopped wearing the rope. So, <laughs> oh, 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 you didn't oh. like the fact that the hangman had a
1: noose? I did not. I, I did not. Um, he didn't, has he ever wrestled black wrestlers? Huh? Has he ever, has he, I, I don't recall ever seeing uh, Adam Page wrestling a black wrestler.
0: Uh, he's I think he's wrestled private party with the noose. No, not with the <laughs> no.
1: news. No. That is a the honesty that is fucking horrible. Hey bro, don't you don't you ever bring that shit to, to I, the ringside when you're wrestling a black wrestler? Don't you ever do that?
0: Yeah. He he hasn't ever wrestled with the noose in AEW if I bet you
1: That's probably why.
0: In in Ring of Honor, I guarantee this happens.
1: Oh God, like wrestling like, like Kenny King or Jay Lethal or
0: Cheeseburger yeah, or some and, shit. And he's coming out with the with, with oh, the shit. My yeah. God. I, I guarantee that someone oh, like, like 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 Dudley or some shit was like, Keith yeah, Lee go ahead. This is or... great heat. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um I would have to look that up, but yeah, uh, smart on whoever told the hand man Hey, uh take that take that damn yeah. rope off. You yeah. embarrassing us. Like <laughs> take that fucking shit off. You embarrassing <laughs> us. So, um, yeah, so he did the switch route, the to contracts. Uh, Tony Giovanni was shown talking to Sting, uh, but Sting really didn't get too far because Taz and Will Haas were on the screen, and they too are participating in kidnapping out here, and they put Darby Allen in a body bag, tied him to the back of a car, and drug this man across a fucking lot. I was howling. Like... like- and, and you know Darby, Darby ain't let nobody else do it. You know Darby pissed this shit himself. You know Darby said, "I will do it. I will do the stunt." Drag me.
1: I literally. I, I didn't laugh at it because, like, when I was a kid, um, in the late nineties, one of the like one of those you know Trayvon Martin, Eric Garner, um, Jacob Blake stories was a guy named Sean Bell in Texas that was, um. Chained up to the back of a truck and dragged as a kid, so like that—that's something that just stuck with me. Um, so like, oh, wow. I, so for me, uh, it, it I, I, I don't find that nearly as amusing. Um, because obviously it's like one, something goes wrong, he can get fucked up for real. Obviously they did stunts on it, but like just the visual of that isn't—is is it like that's not as oh that's stupid funny? rest like no, nah, I've seen people getting lynched that way. So like for me that's kind of. That that hit different for me. Um, I'm not saying for anybody else for to take it that way, but for me, just it it, it wasn't a. It, I didn't laugh at it in that way. I just I, I nah. That, that that's one of them things. that's one of them chips. Was like, don't go to Texas, they'll fuck you up. Like that's that, like that one. That, like that's one of those things for me. is like uh, as a child, like that that stuck with me a little different. Sorry for uh, sorry for like we can move on to talk about stupid wrestling again, (laughs) but I just just, like Nah that one that one that didn't do it for me that one just didn't do it for me for for, for,
0: uh, personal reasons. Yeah, um, but teams has get the advantage here. Something does happen, um, so that pushes it forward. So uh, Sting not in action yet, but uh, this definitely turned up the the heat a little bit. Up next, Alex Marvez was at a golf course with Omega and Callus. Uh, Kenny Omega, a man of great talent and versatility in in sports Uh, all sport Kenny Uh, he's, you know they asked why he was golfing uh, before the match instead of training Uh, Kenny said he didn't need to watch tape of his partner or the other guys Uh, basically what happened was Kenny Omega was hitting the ball up towards the hole and then Callis would take the balls and put them in and then claim Kenny got another eagle so Kenny wouldn't wouldn't know because he's a fucking doofus um, <laughs> And then uh, he drove off And the golf cart wouldn't give Marvin a ride um, I died laughing um, We got the uh, women's tournament match In the first round uh, Thunder Rosa uh, Face off against Layla Hirsch And this was actually pretty good uh, I know Layla Hirsch has been very divisive In some circles But I think she stepped up big time here And Thunder Rosa just like delivers every single time she's on TV like no matter who the opponent is they're gonna have to fight a little harder uh, to get through Thunder Rosa
1: yeah so I have to come out here and do uh, a <laughs> um I have to do out here and do self editing right so uh the person that I'm thinking of that got dragged in Texas wasn't Sean Bell Sean Bell was a, was the a dude from New York that got shot. That was um, a dude in New York. Yeah, they got shot. I'm thinking of James Byrd Jr. My bad. I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 there's been so many of these in my lifetime that I'm mistaking the names now of the of heinous incidents that, yeah. and, mis- and miscarriages of justice. Uh, yeah, so. um Absolutely. My bad. So, but yeah, I. it, I don't know. Is Kenny. Are, are we still running with Kenny doesn't know, like, that uh, your boy's evil? and he's just deluded. um I what do you think, what do you think the standing is yeah. like what do you what do you think they want us to think right now
0: i think they want us to think callus is gassing omega up to like insanely insane levels to where he can pull the wool over his eyes like where he needs to okay that's like the situation with the box. like he's Doing the thing, he made his golf ball go in for him. Like, oh, right. you're doing great, Kenny. Like, you know, different shit like right,
1: that. Right, right, right. Okay, because I'm, I'm feeling like, like the hook is going to be where, like, all of a sudden, like, the pretense gets dropped and it's like, nah, he's not gaslighting me. He's doing these things, so I, he's gaslighting y'all, and we're getting over on all of y'all. Like that are close to me, like like the young bucks, for example. Like I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like that might be the thing, but I, I, you know, but there, it could be either one. So I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like, what you think. Like maybe I'm thinking too into it, but it's like <laughs> he dresses terribly. He really does. <laughs> he truly does.
0: <laughs> you know, they, they they wanted my they wanted my dog to start dressing. They they told him to stop wearing shorts and and, and, and polos, but you know. He tried to show you all the versatility, the rest of the, the rest of the fist, the rest of the drip but but they it still ain't appreciated. It. <laughs> 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 I don't, I, we can move on. <laughs> so for, first round, uh, I had mentioned Thunder Rosa and Layla. Oh Hirsch. yeah, yeah,
1: oh. yeah. Um, really good match, it, and you mentioned that as um as far as the divisiveness around um, Layla Hirsch and are we done now? Is that through? Uh, is this, I, is this I, match? Was this was this three and a half star match? Get the Is that is that enough to hold people over to say that like yeah she's capable like because I, I, my thing is like <sighs> she's had this is her first good match in AEW so it's like what is the thing about why you don't particularly like this woman what's going on? Yeah yeah like, I've, i you know, like this, the D match was good. This match was very good. She's had like four matches in AEW or whatever, or on television anyway, or three. Are we done now?
0: Yeah. Um, so I guess this is a good time for me to talk about the, um, the Japanese side of the bracket. I watched it today, um, for a uh, James at the scene yet, but this was about uh, a little bit over an hour, maybe an hour and five minutes, hour and seven minutes, um, uh, it was a fun show. Um, the first two matches, I think, were really awesome. Uh, the best match um, on the show was the Venny and Emmy Sakura match. Um, I really like that one. I might be out the uh, the high man on this. I looked and actually, Cage Match kind of lines up with me. I gave it a four. Um, I think that uh, this is the best Emmy Sakura's look. Uh, in AW, she dropped all the Freddie Mercury shit and put on, you know, the regular outfit and got to work. Essentially. Um, Yuka Sakazaki made Mesa girl was the first match opened it up. I thought this was pretty good. I gave this one three and three quarters. Uh, I think Mesa was a little sloppy. She messed a few things up, but uh, Yuka Sakazaki kind of held it together and covered for a lot she ended up getting a W. Um, the next match, uh, like I said, was Vinny and, uh, Emmy Sakura match. And, uh, this was like the, I think Vinny got over really big with, um, everyone that was watching, um, Vinny's, uh, offense was particularly impressive, uh, from the aerial aspects, uh, and definitely some of the power offense uh, that they used. And, uh, Excalibur was phenomenal on commentary the whole time. Lots of mentions about, like, Minami Toyota and tying in all the storylines from Tokyo Josh Pro and everyone's backstories. It was a one-man performance, like, uh, so... Uh, he was, like, he sounded like, refreshing and knew what he was talking about. Um, the third match was... a uh, hey, Rich,
1: what? repeat your last sentence because you broke up a little bit, all right? What's up? Repeat like your last couple sentences because you uh yeah. broke up a little bit, all right. All
0: right, so um, uh, I, I think, like I was saying, uh, Vinny uh impressed uh, a great deal uh with their offense, and uh, I think that like uh, that was the best match definitely uh of the show. The next match was uh, uh who was it? It was Mackie Ito. And Ryo Mizunami, I think her name is
1: Rio Mizunami.
0: Like, I have the headphones off because I don't want to be.
1: I have the headphones off, so I don't want to be spoiled on this. But like, I can hear the muffles of the headphone uh, while I have my my my, mute, my mic muted. So like, I'm I'm overseeing this as your solo for now, and like, and wave when you're done. Uh,
0: uh, and um, I think that um, this match was okay. Uh, Maki Ito, if she does, I, I had a tweet take off on Twitter uh, as I was tweeting about it. Her entrance is a complete superstar entrance. If she does this on TNT, she's immediately going to get over it. This has 24 retweets and 133 likes uh, on it. So uh, I think she immediately becomes over, and if she does it five times, people will start learning the words in Japanese. Um, to to participate along with her. so uh, this match uh, kind of shot me. I thought Ito would, would get through here but um, Rio Mazanumi ended up getting the win. she did a lot of comedy. Uh, she did like some mining stuff in the empty building that uh, I don't know if it went over as well. I, I went ahead and gave this one three stars uh, but at the end uh, we got uh, Rio Ketacor or uh, what the hell is her name Rio Kenndokorara I believe uh, face off against Aja Kong. And Aja Kong did, actually took a lot of bumps for her, which was shocking. Uh, I think this is a pretty basic match, um, a, a basic Aja squash. Uh, Rio uh, K- Ketakora fought extremely hard from all the angles. Like, uh, you know, uh, Kong's, um, you know, she has so much, uh, she has she some limitations on her mobi- on her mobility. So Rio, Rio did, Reno Ketakora did a great job uh, attacking from all angles, off all four corners of the ropes, a lot of running attacks, and then kind of just, you know, taking big moves from Khan like the um, big back suplex she does, or side suplex she does. She took a brutal pile driver, and at the end, um, Kong finished her with the elbow off the top rope, which was like fucking like, amazing. Uh, I love seeing Khan here, and before the match, Khan did a death glare at Akaro Sheeter, perhaps, foreshadowing that you know she's coming after her which you know could be a possibility as we mentioned they did have imagined uh 2018 but a very enjoyable presentation highly recommended show just over an hour um and this was uh i know a lot of people were concerned uh about the building uh, a lot of people were concerned about the building and how it looked on, on camera the building is not up to snuff as far as like like I feel like completely vindicated for saying it should not be on television just because it's a very small building. I do think it was well filmed though, high quality video, high quality, like camera work. And, but I, the building, you're not putting that on TNT, but for this presentation, uh, I think the show was, was awesome. I think they hit it off, hit it off the park. So, um, yeah, James will see this and you have to go back and listen to that and see if he uh, agrees with me on <laughs> these uh, takes here uh, about okay. the tournament. But so
1: when you <clears throat> waved me to come back on and put headphones on, you mentioned um, uh, the ice, the ice ribbon, uh, small. I don't know if that's necessarily their dojo, if that's a place where they have these small, super small things. Um, but yeah, I. I heard that it wasn't on. It was gonna be on YouTube, and I was like, "Oh, that sucks." And then once I heard that it was gonna be at where I, exactly where I thought it was gonna be at, like it's the same place. For example, where I seen you that video of uh, Sukasa Fujimoto going five minutes with a broom and having a good match with a broom, like that's oh, like, wow, yeah, that that's same, like same building. So I was like, "Yeah, that that's 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 not gonna do for t- television. Like that like that ring's super yeah. small. That's like a." 12 by 12 or fit or 14 by 14 size ring it is way too small building is way too small like it make it makes sense for the intimacy of uh if there's gonna be no fans but um you know it makes sense to be on YouTube instead of actually on television like if they're gonna go on television that shit needed to be at, like Shinkiba first ring or hell maybe even like you know rent two hours at corken hall to get it done um right but yeah uh but yeah I- I'll check it out now um and we'll talk about it or yeah, or we'll catch up over over the, you know, next two weeks when it's being put up, so
0: then we got the main event, uh, Kenta and Kenny Omega against John Mosley and Lance Archer in a lights out, false Scout anywhere match. My God <laughs> Just absolute insanity. Chaos. Like Chaos. like just completely like people like attitude Era brawls. This is like better than all of them like i don't like that's that's what this was like it was just like um i I like the interplay between kenta and kenny omega we got kenta's real music on dynamite which like popped me uh that i didn't have to see the um we do not own the rights to this footage (laughs) uh logo or uh, we do not own the music rights um disclaimer while he came out Tony made sure the check was cut and the rights were required uh, because, you know, t- Tony is, is, is big big at of tone and, and the money is long. Um, and this was a match that it was just like Kent is fucking up Moxley. Moxley's fucking up Kenny. Kenny's fucking up Moxley. Uh, Archer's coming back fucking them both up. Um, they're taking turns brawling all around the ring, and then brought around the building, and then coming back to the ring. Uh, out, out of all these different things, like Archer looked like a monster, like a Frankenstein monster. He, um, I think he uh, gave Kenny a choke slam, and then I think it was him that fell through Peter Avalon's bed, if I'm not mistaken. I think, um, I think, but yeah, um, it was just like. Just craziness. Came with the moonsault with the garbage can. Um, this was like... Have we seen him for him Ken's before? coming over like to... Uh, yes, he's done the moonsault with the garbage can. Yeah, I yeah. I feel, well. Yeah, okay. That's what it was. I
1: was like, I felt like I saw him do that before, but not like it's a big deal. Like, oh, you did a spot once a year? Like,
0: that's <laughs> yeah. fine. yeah. Um, there was a crazy spot that Kenta did where he avoided like a big Archer clothes on and then jumped off the stage mm-hmm. uh, with the two feet on Moxley. Uh, while Moxley was set up on the ring side table, I fucking yelled at the TV. I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's my news match. is crazy. It was like a God-tier camera cut that like, <laughs> it was, it was, a great it was like whoa, what the fuck is going on? Like, um, it was it was one of those things where it was like,
1: yeah, if you can do that, then like Kenta should be able, should, should like not have been laid on. It was one of those things where like it made Kenta feel like he was just sitting there waiting to do his spot as opposed to whatever else. But like mm-hmm. in the spot, it was cool. So it didn't matter. Like who cares? It was cool. Yeah. It, uh, um, and then they caught it in slow motion, and made it even more cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was awesome gun. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, they, You know, basically, it all breaks down. Jake Roberts gets involved. There's a V-trigger tease on Jake, which I thought it was going to be the end of Jake Roberts' life on Turner Network television. (laughs) Um, He did a clothesline to Carl Anderson. uh, And then Moxley came over with the barbed wire baseball bat on everybody, traded some big moves. Uh, Kenta and uh, Kenny both gave uh, Archer a low blow. Uh, Anderson, uh, Gallows and Anderson ran in. They did the magic kill on Archer um, then it was like a triple one wing angel essentially uh, to put Archer away. And at the end of the match, I, I think everyone there was kind of clamoring for um, Kenny and Lance Archer uh, to do a singles match. So um, this was excellent. Uh, four and a half, um, and I think the John Mosley kenton match is hotter. And I wasn't, I was not really even necessarily a person that was like clamoring for it. I wasn't like, you know, hot for it but now I'm like definitely going to check it out like can't, can't miss. They've done an excellent job like building, putting Ken to end the presentation of like finally come, someone from New Japan coming over to AEW. It was it just felt a historic event and an awesome match to boot.
1: Yeah, great match. Uh, I think I had it four and a half as well. Um, Initially watching it the first time. Yeah, just a just a real fun match. Uh and you know, like if you put Kenny Omega... like when I when I was had concerns about him after he won the title the way he did and wonder if like he was gonna call himself the best bout machine while having like these these matches with fuck finishes like I am, I am long off that stance now. We are at a point now where he's had enough great matches, and, <laughs> and to where like oh I, that, like, that that possibility, like that's long gone. Like he's not going to do that. So, um, super happy with his title is- reign so far. Um, it, it's been a blast since you know it's been a blast in, in his main event matches. Um, I
0: have I have Kenny with four matches on my twenty twenty one recommended matches list three of them are four and a half one of them is a four and one of them is a five so <laughs> um yeah so uh and we'll see who he gets on pay-per-view so are you including Mexico no um his match in Impact um oh okay good Brother against Moose Swan and Saber. I get that at four okay I,
1: I didn't watch it I, that was from um
0: was the their last pay-per-view yeah
1: yeah yeah I have it I just haven't watched it yet maybe I'll get around to it um I feel like I'm always be- like I don't know about you you probably don't feel this way I feel like no matter how much wrestling I watch I feel like I'm
0: always fucking behind <laughs> look there's some shit I just sacrifice like I'm like man I was just I just had to come back to it whenever
1: no I mean I mean like the game stuff, forward. I mean like the stuff for this show that we cover like the NXT the stardom the AEW whatever main New Japan whatever main rock stuff that happens I and mean, we only really cover like the big shows in New Japan anyway I feel like I, I I'm up to date on all that. I just feel like all the other ancillary stuff that I would like to get to I'm just like, damn bro, like uh like the new beginning. Yeah. I'm I, like yeah I only saw the first show I haven't caught up on that I don't have to catch that's, so Same. look actually in behind now so like I will have to uh, actually watch yeah so I will actually have to catch up on all the new on the th- those three new yeah, beginning shows that's, so that's, that's why we got uh, Keeping a Strong
0: style <laughs> like do uh, you know everybody that wants every show the road twos, everything they'll go ahead and cover all that for you wow I ain't right, uh, got you on that one yeah there's only there's only so many Bushy versus Masa Watsu matches I'd be able to uh, stomach with the same finish so yeah but we didn't
1: even well, like for the first show like the the Shingo in 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 Tanahashi yeah. Yeah. and the Kojima in um Os- Osprey match we
0: didn't even cover that
1: yeah, from uh, a couple uh,
0: weeks ago we didn't yeah, cover Osprey that Kojima was great it, uh, it was fun it was very fun yeah. uh, I, I gotta see the main event still the main um, event was better, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was dynamite right this week. Um, I like I said, the, the inner circle angle. I was, you know, seeing people were very hot for that one. The main event definitely went over very well, um, and the opener was a, kind of a uh, surprise. So
1: <laughs> very very good show. I, I like to me, you know, the 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 tournament, the women's tournament match with Thunder Rosa and um layla was was very good we had a you know one of the best matches we're going to get all year in aew um in the main event and then we had a a (laughs) kick-ass opener like i thought this was a very very good show
0: yep um so without further ado i guess james hit the music
1: okay so um this weekend there was two Corgan Hall shows in stardom um two those are the last shows uh the last two Corkin hall shows before we get to um Cinderella All-Star Dream Cinderella I, it's a huge the, the Budokan Hall show I can't remember the official title for it. like it feels like they <laughs> add another word to the damn thing every time I see it like what well, it was like it was, it was it was it was All-Star Dream then it was All-Star Dream Cinderella next thing we, you know I don't know what next time it's called, call it was called me called the Budokan Hall show um so on that call we, we only have one sh- one match up on that um card on either card right now, it's the SWA match between Shuri and Izumi. I have not watched it yet. I'll wait till the rest of it uh, pops up to watch it. Um, but yeah, in uh, b- before that though, we um, we had we've had what f- three shows, I believe, um, to get to this point. Um, so most of most of the stuff. Uh, revolving around it is, you know, help building up towards that, and also um, with the ceiling stuff also builds up towards the Budokan Hall show. So uh, we'll get to the the um, the ceiling. I'm sorry, the ceiling stuff that to build towards um, the Budokan Hall show right now. Um, so uh, Yoshiko showed up with Nanita Takahashi at the year end climax show. Um, and they did the whole, you know, they, t- they basically shot the angle to get to, you know, the two big, two of the big feature matches on the call show, Call show, uh, Takahashi versus Momono Adonabe and, uh, Mayu versus Yoshiko. Um, so I think like two, three weeks ago, um, Luisa, Momo, and Mayu showed up at a ceiling show. Um and answered their challenges, so the match those matches are now on. And Momo and Lasaya decided to have a match with the new tag team champion, Sealing, the Naito and Arisa Nakajima. Um, so they had a match on the tenth of February, and in their main event, it went like twenty three minutes, something like that. Uh, I think this is Rich's second time we're watching a seedling match. Uh, What were your thoughts on it, Rich?
0: Um, I was kind of out. Like, I watched it right, and Mm -hmm. but I was kind of hurt by the fact there was like no commentary, and I didn't quite grasp the storyline going in. I was like, okay, there are outsiders uh, going into seedling. Uh, I figured it was building up whatever you know happened on the fallout from the angle before. Uh, But I'm like, why are the little homies going? Almost like oh well, what? you know it was basically like Momo. They
1: basically like okay, so Momo wants to do a match in seedling, right? Yeah. All right. So going back, let's go all the way back from when they showed up at the at the year end show. Yashiko and I get in the ring, and while everybody except for Queen's Quest is inside the ring, basically watching the year long the 2020 recap uh, video um, after the, after the main event of the year end show. So they show up, they say, you know, you know Shiko says, "My, you're the, you know, you're the icon of Joshi wrestling, please or whatever else." Uh, you know, basically, you know, alluding to the when I was around, you were a geek and I was a champion. Um I wa- so I issue a challenge, you know, um icon, I want a match. Um so then, you know,
0: <laughs> then then show you know, that would be like it would, that would be like like if Hogan came back in like ninety-seven like, Oh, you're the icon now, huh, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> you're the icon, huh? <laughs> that's funny. So
1: so basically, um, as that's happening and Mayu standing up and they're going face to face, like Yashiko gets closer and closer. So then Lusai was like you're not gonna put it like you're not gonna put a hand on, on on Mayu or whatever else, you know. And Yashiko's like laughing like <laughs> you know, okay. So um, as all happening, like Nanai interjects, Julia says something, um, Starlight Kid takes the mic from Julia, she's just like, You just got here. Get the fuck out of here. This is, this is like it's nice that you said something, but like, no, you know, um, you, yeah, like her line, her line to you, she goes like, Oh, this is someone that fell runner up in the Joshi award this year or whatever else. That's what she said. And then like, they took the mic from her. So then like all of a sudden all the Queens quest, because Kamatani just got pinned and lost the tag belts. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> she's about to go fucking made of it, the, whatever, I'm not going to get to that point, but she had just lost, so they were consoling her, like, outside of the ring, and then, like, basically after, like, all that stuff is happening, tissues are, are flaring up in the ring, Momo gets into the ring and says, you know, because, you know, Queen's Quest, tweeners, they don't fuck with Mayu, because, like, you know, Eo and, and Momo both turned on Mayu, kind of start off this Queen's Quest thing, so she's like, look, this is starting a problem, so and you got these two people back here. I was here when they were when they were around. Like, what are we gonna do to get these motherfuckers out of here, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, I'll take on Yushiko. You take on Nanai. So and then you had the whole thing with um... Saya interjecting herself by being bold enough to get in the way of Yoshiko, So it's like, all right, well, I guess we'll get rid of. the... We'll stop worrying about like the allegiances of. Um, our two factions, and work because it's now starting for ceiling, and like Lil' side you come with me, and we'll take on Nanai, Nanai and her tag team uh co-champion Arisa Nakajima. Gotcha.
0: Like that's that's basically the whole story. Right. So, so yeah, makes more sense now. Like so, I I watched this match and uh very tight, crisp work. Um, uh, it seems like Nanai and Arisa Nakajima took turns off Lil ass. <laughs> Um, um, Momo was in there a little bit, but not like that much. She was trying to throw some kicks and all that, but this was like a demolition, demolition of little Saya, who I I think we should call her Big Saya actually, and then uh, the other side should be just Tall Saya.
1: Well, so, okay, so okay, I call Little Saya and Big Saya because obviously one is four nine, the other one is like five foot six ish or whatever or else. Course, so like the big one, right? So. I think actually over there in Japan, in domestic fans, they call Big Saya Tall Saya and they call Little Saya Giant Saya. <laughs> there
0: we go. So, so, that, that's energy I'm
1: on. So, I don't know if you've peeped this yet, but if you ever hear Gory Chan, they're, like they're. Oh, I'll wait till you finish drinking that water. I don't want you to spit the shit out on the mic. So, so, um,. Ever since like they started calling her Giant Siren when they were doing the, um, the when they were that tag team in the Tag League two year or in two thousand end of two thousand nineteen, um, they they start you know because she's gotten you know her physique has changed she's strong she's always been strong as fuck but now like the physique male matches how strong she already was already now she's even stronger so they now call her Gory Chan because because like they was like she's strong as a fucking gorilla so yeah so. So yeah, so like her nickname now is like Macho Gorilla Sia Ida. So right. Gory Chan. So they like From yeah. The so, so Giant Saya, whatever as you can call it. Look, you can call her. Lo- yeah. So whatever, Giant Saya. That, so that works. So if you, that's how you want to do, it, we can you know, go. We can now move on to like how they call them uh, yeah. that too. So we can call her Giant Saya. So they whooped the shit out of Giant Sia. <laughs> They Beat the piss out of her, dude. Like because like, the ma- the, the thing for me was, um... Watching the match... Keep in mind, this is my second, uh... ceiling match, um... In a long time, like, uh... I hadn't... Cause I was... At, we were talking about, like, I felt like I was behind. Like, I was behind on scene, Like, from June until Nanai's return, I hadn't watched the match. I watched Nanai's return match, and then I watched this match. Uh, so... seeing so you know, Nanai grew a hair back? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been a year. Over a year. Yeah. So, anyway... <laughs> you know Momo and Giant Side they come out to Momo's music then all of a sudden like Arisa and the Night have this goofy music I'm like
0: what the fuck is this I was like bro they're coming out here and like bro I was like this fucking killer what is she doing like right. she's like she's being goofy she's well the thing is she's not and, and, and dancing
1: and take him and but, just but the like... thing is see the thing is this Nanai wrestles like a killer cause she's, you know, she's five six or whatever else and like 140, so she's bigger than every, than the average Joshi nowadays, right? But like she's not that's not actually her personality. She's not actually a monster, or she's not actually an like Aja and like that. Like, her personality is she's a normal person that just beat everybody and is a great techno wrestler, and like because like that's her style, she just beats the piss out of people because she's wrestling people she's always bigger than normally. Like, so like her intro oh, music is like her. She has great interest music. So does Arisa, right? Arissa's Nakajima's intro music sounds like some Swedish House Mafia early twenty ten shit. So anyway, they have this shit is like sounds like some old timey singing and like there are you know they da- dance in the ring and they out here dancing and shit. It's hilarious and like Nana's ha- like she having a blast and it's goofy. And the Stardomers, they they jump them uh, at the bell and Momo jumps Nanai, and, and Giant Saya jumps Arisa, and Arisa's like, I know damn well this little-ass this little girl didn't just jump me around and like, immediately after getting whooped, turns around and throws her ass out out the ring, and like, it, it was just funny, was in like, Momo starts throwing, you know, a, a notorious kicker in the world of professional wrestling, he starts throwing these mid-kicks the nine, Nanai, and is no-selling them shits, and <laughs> it didn't, like... Gets her, t- backs her down in the corner, started whapping her in the chest with chops and shit, and then like gets Saya in there, and um, Marissa gets in there, and you know, Giant Saya starts throwing you know forearms to the chest, multiple over, like just heated ones repeatedly, like boom, 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 boom to to Arisa in the corner, and then Marissa just like comes forward, Saya keeps with the forearms, hits one big one, goes to the ropes, comes with a drop kick. Orissa sidesteps it, then just basically, like, hits one of them disrespect kicks while she was, like, trying to get up to her face, and then goes and gets Giant Saya, gets her to her feet, and fucking rocks her with, like, one of those, one of those um, Minoru Suzuki uh, 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 (laughs) forearms, and it just staggers Giant Saya. She goes to the mat. She's wobbling around. You see her eyes rolling back of her head, and you can see Momo, like, in the background. Her face is like,
0: Damn, she hit you so
1: hard <laughs> and then put yeah, it over yeah. even better. Like
0: <laughs> you can see like um, you know, sometimes when wrestlers throw the forms at people, it's like, Oh, okay, they're they're exaggerating in right. a safe place or whatever, but this, this one was like, Oh, you hit your little sibling a little too hard. Like that's what this was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was one of those where it's like, Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa Is it is did a shoot just break out? So um they see so like the rest of the matches that like it's just like different moments of um those two just beating the living shit out of out of Saya and Saya like working underneath getting back to her feet and and firing back with with her you know she has great fire firing back with big with forearms and stuff and she would get a whole spot here and there and Momo would help her like there was a spot where um I think there was yeah. Nanai hits a B driver, and then Momo gets in the ring, and then hits her—you know—the the running um, meteora or whatever else—and it basically flips the the pin over um, onto Nanai's shoulder, so Saya can get the pin uh, pin attempt. Oh, and there's also a spot where like Arisa like beats shit out of uh, Giant Saya, <laughs> and, and gets gets her back to her. She gets back up to her knees. And like Arisage just rips back and hits one of those spinning back kicks, and just takes drops, just takes her fucking head off. Um, so, yep. b- basically by the end of it, um, Nanai ends up hitting her big her big splash finish. She ends up lifting uh the giant Saya back up, and then hitting her sh- uh, a short clothesline and pinning her. And it's like, yo, this was this was a blast to watch. Great pacing, like that 20-20 minutes flew by. You know, I joke with y'all or whatever else by like recording the times people get murdered in and stardom or whatever else. Um, especially Giant Sag, she's great at, at selling. But like, there were four different murderable moments where I could like gift it or made a video clip of it and send it to y'all and, and All in this like this one match alone of her just getting murdered. It was it was a it was a fan I thought it was a great match. Uh if Yeah. <laughs> like you know, uh, Momo and I had had good, very good moments when they were in the, in there, and like you get the idea that like when they're going to have that match, like it's going to be a lot of Momo trying to you know Try fight that
0: tree. right with kicks, yeah, yeah. Uh Also, one one uh, other note on uh, their entrance. Um uh, So like, it was so goofy. It was like, do you remember like the Malcolm X movie? Like, when Denzel and Spike Lee are, like, walking through Harlem and they got them, them clown suits on, like, walking through the streets. Like, that's, like, the vibe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they got to have them fucking clown suits on. <laughs> that's, that's what it felt like, the interest, like, the, oh, the, how happy they were and, like, you know, the faces they were making the dance. I'm like, hold on. this no, no line up, but... Yeah, um very physical uh match.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um just to catch up on the stuff, uh we've we've um I guess to catch up, up to um the shows we'll talk about next week, uh the Corgan All shows. Um they're starting off this seven I think they're calling it a seven match trial series where basically like Unagi Russell's Seven matches against singles matches against seven other people in stardom, obviously. Um It started out Um actually at the show where they had the last Mayu and Tam singles match. Um she lost on the undercard of that match afterwards after Um Tam says that like "Might we have to do this again after that draw. Um she apologized for to Tam and says that like I I gotta get better or whatever else, and Tam said, well, you just gotta get more, a lot more experience, you know, you haven't been wrestling as much as we have, so, she suggests to, to, like, impromptu, impromptu, I guess, I don't know, like, let's do the 7-Match Series idea, um, and, like, Rossi's like, I'll think about it, so, then basically, like, it goes into motion, where um, you have Tam and Unagi versus Julia, and I wanna say it was Micah, it's actually undercard of the uh, the undercard of the of the thirtieth uh, show that of the January thirtieth show they had uh, um, my not my momo versus uh, Shuri. Anyway, um, Julia is in the ring with Unagi and she is beating the piss out of um, Unagi. No selling all of her offense and telling her to bring it more. Basically, having her fight underneath a similar you know, a less physical version of what. Uh, orisa nakajima and uh and were doing with um giant Saya, so um she's fighting back, fighting back fighting back fighting back and ultimately like she ends up uh julia at the end of the match ends up slapping on the sleeper hold and choking her out um and they have to get the ref to pull julia off um tim's pissed off of course that's what sets up like the first match of the series julia versus unagi um it, 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 match follows the same thing it's a good match Follows the same thing where Julia's no selling a lot of her offense. Ultimately, ends up beating her, but she ends up getting more hot spots in. Match goes longer. She doesn't have to rely. She's not relying on Tam to be able to do anything with uh, Julia. Shows shows some heart, it, but gets beat. So at the end of it, um, Julia gets on the mic and says, "You know what? I can't believe I can. I'm saying it's been in a week. You've actually improved. Maybe like Tam's not that bad of a mentor. Something like that, right? So." Um, Tam says, "Thank you for you know acknowledging the growth of Unagi." Um, and then Julia says, "Oh, that's it. That's that's all you got." So then, basically, like teases her about the white belt stuff because after the, their last match, Julia said, "We have to do this again back in October,
0: right?" Oh. I was gonna say, who, "Who's more tied to the idea of the white belt?" Satoshi Naito or Tam Nakano. Tam, because Tam is actually a legitimate
1: mid card that mid carder that is trying to elevate by winning the white belt. Whereas Satoshi Naito is the top merch person in the company, but because he is his health and unreliability, you don't put him at the top. You pick Okada at the top more times than not, and then it, it, yeah, it's like same thing with like you know um, Nakamura and. Um, Per, uh, tanahashi is like one person is more dependable go with a more dependable person even if like the ceiling may potentially be higher with the other person because you can't for some reason you just can't trust that person as much
0: it's a weird thing um, so is an absolute cuck <laughs> challenging for the intercontinental title only watching a bushi have sex with the iwgp <laughs> You sucker, and y'all Lij folks are suckers. Y'all went through all this shit. This man gave out a free title shot, amen. You know, and I'm gonna come back and challenge for the white belt. Look, I, at the end of the day, it's where he belongs.
1: That, that's my point. He has always been white belt material. He's always been white belt material. No knock against him. If you're white belt material, that means you can be, you should be the top champion in a number in almost every other uh, rest promotion. But there is a guy named Kazushika Okada that is in the way. It is like also like six years younger than him.
0: Sorry. Hey, I, I just have one question for LSJ fans. With all these open borders and open doors, and uh, <laughs> you know the threat of this Omega Ibushi match that's, that seems to be out there, like. How do y'all feel knowing that, like, Kenny Omega might win the IWGP title before Naito does again? <laughs> well, well S- what I would... That's S- funny. S-
1: S- <laughs> now, the real thing is Naito needs to come over here.
0: Oh, yeah? Eventually, yeah.
1: I mean, you know, you look if you look at their resumes for why Kenny Omega's in the Observer Hall of Fame already and Naito's not in yet, it's because, like... One has proven that he can, that he has been a draw outside of his country, or in multiple countries. We have not yet seen that from Naito, so Naito might want to get his ass on a plane eventually to help help his case. If if this is something he actually cares about, which you know tranqui- Tranquilo,
0: but he really does care, so we'll see. Yeah, you know, just just, just want to leave the stands with that. You yeah. know, since, you know, I I wasn't going to be on keeping a strong style this week. <laughs> Um, but yeah
1: so um, Julia's like well you know I said we we're going to do this again eventually so like that's all you just want to say thank you for me saying compliments to, to your rogue um, Yeah, you, you don't want to do this again He's like she's like yeah she's like alright well you want to do this again you got to put something up and Tam's like what and Julia's like well um, I don't know this a translation thing but it was something about um, you got to put up uh you know a, a status of your of your uh womanhood or whatever else and then grabs her by the hair and she's like what do you mean if you want a match if you want a match for the white belt again you will put your hair on the line um yeah. and she's like I'll give you to the next show to decide so um next show um they have a tag match and it's Julia and not not Micah this time, it's Nasupoy versus Tam in Unagi. They have a they have a good ass match, uh like three, three quarters, maybe four, and ultimately ends up going, coming down to Um Nasupoy and Tam. And they and they, they follow along the storyline that they did where like Julia beats the shit out of Unagi. Um and she hurt her so bad that like Tam kind of was like I'm kind of wrestling a handicap match here because she beat you up so bad that I have to go the distance. So she goes the distance, ends up going like the, the last, like, I felt like eight, ten minutes with just, and that's the point of Tam. Tam puts her away with the uh, the uh, Tiger Suplex. Pins her and says, gets on the mic and says, look, you asked me the last show if I was going to do this. Uh, be quite frank with you. I had already made up my mind, you know, I've told you this before. I'll chase you in. I'll I'll chase you in hell for this fucking belt. That's she said. Not fucking belt, but she basically I'll cha- I will follow you to through hell for this belt. She said that. So, um, she says, "All right, well." Julie's like, "Okay, well, let's do it." I, you know, and then she leaves, and then Tam was like, you know, I forgot what she said, but it was heartfelt, and that was that was the
0: end of it. So um. It was- so when when so does Tam get the squiggly lines like Minoru Suzuki? Sorry, D- does Tam get the squiggly lines like Minoru Suzuki? Uh, if she loses, I would assume it would be
1: more like um, like the Matrix, like the resistance, <laughs> the underground resistance Matrix, just a full, just a just a basically like a one with no with no line.
0: Damn. <laughs> Damn. Um. Yeah. So you know, Tim Duncan style. Wow.
1: Early Tim Duncan. Like, first wife Tim Duncan. Yeah. Wow. You know, you know Tim got bass now, right? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, that. I saw that. He got a young boy haircut. He got a young boy haircut with gray in it. Um, yeah. You know you know, he's not coaching anymore, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Like, last year, his last last season was when he was like, oh, I'm done after this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He ba- so he basically like did it for like one or two years and was done. Um uh, yeah, so continuing on with the uh with the Unagi thing. Um, Unagi ended up wrestling later on a couple of, uh, the very last show before the Korok and she ended up wrestling Azumi. It was a good match. Um Azumi just she can carry anybody to anywhere. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Eighteen. Eighteen just carry anybody anywhere. It's a very good match. Um it's better than the uh Julia match, but you know, they were trying to have a good match as opposed to the storyline. Um, and then also, what's going on, uh, with the tag belts, uh, Konami and B are the tag belts or the tag champions. They won them at the year end show when they, when, when I think it was B, I think B pinned Saya, I can't remember, but it sent Matt her crying outside the ring. But, um, so what they've been doing is they've had, uh, Himeka and, uh, Nasupoy as the, it, uh, you, you'll catch a, th- a trend here when I mention like D- 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 Don't mind loser and his Natsupoy who used to pin um, but um, they were ta- they they are a tag team so they challenged for the tag belts um, I believe it was out in the same show as the uh, Shuri and Momo SWA ma- uh, match and um, being Konami won so and they pinned Natsupoy so Himeki gets on the mic and was like I want a rematch, and I want a different DDM tag partner. <laughs> it's basically what she said. <laughs> so she basically like, look, like, screw that. Like, you you know you wrestled me with a pin. She didn't say that, but she's like, you wrestled me with a pin eater. Wrestled me with another person. One, one of the other three people in Dona Monta is fucking, as, as like kayfabe good. Um, so it was honestly, like, NASA Boy skill-wise, is like the second best wrestler in Dona Monta, or third, whatever. I mean, it depends on how you feel about Julia's like everyday work or whatever else. But um, anyway, so she, she pulls up Micah. So um, on the Sunday show, um, they're going to, uh, they wrestled. So we'll see what, the, what that's like um, in the next couple or over the week. Like what these men, ma- when these matches come in, like the first match they put up was uh Zumi and Shuri. So I imagine that match was fantastic, but um, I'll, I'll wait to watch it. But yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much all I got.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, so, like, it was short notice, uh, so I did not prepare my five rap lies uh, this week. I was trying to look some up, but I, I could not stumble upon a So, I'm just gonna have to go in old fashioned sound, just listen to a lot of music this week <laughs> if I plan on getting some some good old fashioned things that sound like lies.
1: Well, I mean, um, I mean, you know, Rick Ross is a good place to start. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was I was thinking about like, who who really lies a lot. Like I, I definitely looked up Rick Ross. Uh, I looked up some Ti songs just to see if I could catch him slipping. And- oh, yeah. I I do have a T like off the top of my head. I thought about this. Like
1: there is a there's a Ti uh, line from um, given what's going on around him uh, lately. There is a great T apparently a great Ti line in the, in the last verse of of, uh, of uh, Get Loose. Oh, yeah, yeah, from that third verse. So yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. might have to uh, do more research on that. But um, yeah, uh, we did a uh, show with Chad uh, Matthews as well as uh, Sir Sam from WrestlingHeadlines.net over the weekend. I don't know when it's hitting the feeds uh, on the Doc says podcast, but whenever we get that link, we'll promote it in our show links. Uh, we basically did a draft of like. Every uh, AEW pay-per-view, the matches on it, uh, there were, like, certain rules we had to abide by. And um, this is a very kind of interesting game uh, we all played, and uh, I'd be interested to see, you know, if you guys, uh, you know, who's the roster you guys like uh, or a set of matches you like the most on it. So that was really fun to do.
1: Yeah, um, it definitely was a blast. Um, Did he give you a date on that?
0: He did not say, but I'd anticipate uh, it being out before a revolution.
1: That would make sense. Otherwise it'd be immediately dated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but yeah. Um, I guess
0: it's the end of the show, right? Yep. Yep. We will holler at y'all. Um yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, be sure to read us on whatever app you're using to listen to this with. Uh and tell the folks about the social suplex podcast network. Um, be sure to go to ProWrestlingTees.com Slash Social Suplex And pick up some Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise And also listen to the other shows on the network um, Keeping a Strong Style The Rick and Clyde Wrestling uh, Show Grumman washes Shit uh, Great Match Generator um, The Great Consequences 8-Bit Suplex And all things Elite Thanks for listening y'all Later Peace.